Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, Gorehounds? And welcome to a very special episode of the Goremore Podcast. I'm your not so mean, fluff master screen, Big Johnny D. Bringing this shit show in, well, as you know. However, I can't do it alone. For with me, as always, are my beloved horror homies. Started off with. That Dark Lord of Knowledge, that Chad Daddy, Mr. Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? We have the Duke of the Dead, Lord Scuba Cabra, the host with the ghost, the Dean of the Deceased, Mr. Steve Vasquez. What's up? And I just noticed that uh, Reggie Bannister totally liked my post about us reviewing this today. <laughs> no way. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was get him in the right stream. Now. Get him in the stream, dude. Just touch it. Says, right now. It says Brody Kane. I know you can't see it, damn it. It says Brody Kane, Reggie Bannister, and 15 other people reacted to your photo. Nice. Love awesome. It. Love it. We Very have cool. let me switch you guys around here while we're doing this. We have that killing machine, that meat mountain, Mr. Bobby Amone. Boy! And the man from the stands, the dude coming in with all the horror quips every week. Just Gene. That's me. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Uh, yeah, on a you. very special episode. Today is our 250th fucking episode, boys. Damn. We are getting old. Yes, we are. That's okay. That's okay. This movie's a little old, too, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> hey, it's less than a year. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. yeah. It's all relative, right? Uh, that is, uh, if you're paying attention to the banner, we are talking 1979's Phantasm. But first, we're going to do what we always fucking do. But it's not on Scoobs this week because Scoobs has a little mini Scoob behind him that he cannot wake up. So, Bob, you going to take it? Well, I'm not going to be able to scream it. but uh... No, man, do it. You know what? <laughs> so before we do this. I was thinking, I'm like, bro, you could throw some different variations, man. Yeah, if you want to do it, like, if you, like, I was thinking, like, you could do it crooner style. You know what I mean? Do a little something different. Yeah, you know, like, I was trying, you know, if you, if you want to go, so you want to go screamo metal, you could do that. Like, uh, well, I was just, uh, do I was what just feels gonna, natural. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your slice of life. There you go, Bobby. Fantastic. I liked it. I liked it. All right. So, slice of life. Chad Daddy, how the fuck you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad, you know. It was a decent week here weather-wise. It actually got pretty goddamn hot for a little bit. Uh, So, I've been trying to stay indoors. Today, we had an air quality advisory, so my ass did not leave this house at all. Except to take the dog outside. What was your quality level at? Do you remember? I couldn't tell you right offhand. Fuck no. <laughs> Steph awesome. pays more attention to that. I just see air quality effects. Phone doesn't tell you this shit. I'll tell I, you right not now. on the one app. On the we have just a regular AccuWeather app. You have to pull up something else. But I don't care. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. I have asthma. I ain't going outside. Fuck it. Chad's so, scared of the crazies. <laughs> that's fair. We all should be. 
But no, let's no. see what else. What all did I do? Uh, I don't think we did much this weekend. Yesterday we didn't do anything, and no, I mean, sorry, Saturday we didn't do anything. And yesterday was Little Miss Harper's sixth birthday. Ooh. Of course, I've talked about happy her birthday, times. happy awesome. birthday. I've talked about her several times in here. You guys talked about her on uh, Fatality because of uh, her favorite character being Bob Rocca. Wait, wait, where is he? Right there. I was gonna yeah. say he's right there. So yeah, we just had to, you know, kind of kid played it low key, hung out here. You know, my mother-in-law came down, we made her a cake, took her to the park and played. And uh, yesterday, my fucking Facebook got hacked. So yeah, it did. That. <laughs> but don't worry. It me. It me. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun two hours trying to get my account unlocked and recovered, but I did finally get that back. And let's see. Today, since you guys are all here, I was going to tell you before. I'll tell you what I got in the chat. While I got, well, since we're online, I got a call a couple hours ago, and I got that fucking job interview for Yeah, him. dude. Hey. Hey, high five, brother. There you go. So I will be starting in two weeks. I will be building trains. Really? Nice. What's your schedule like? It's four times a week. You know, um, Monday through Monday through Thursday, 6 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and then overtime on Fridays. No that's, shit, homie. That's pretty good. Yeah. All righty. That's be, fantastic, bro. Thanks. Thanks. Congratulations, Congratulations yeah. bro. We won't lose my time with you guys at all. Uh, thank you all, everybody. We would have moved some shit around, dude. There's oh, no way to work. Yeah, we would have made it. So, um, yeah, let's bro. see. Did anything else happen? I didn't watch any other interesting movies or do anything fun. So, um, yeah, that was it. Scuba Steve, what about you, brother? I've been a dad all weekend. And <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by the hair. But this is pretty much <laughs> describes my weekend. Uh, yeah. So he didn't comment. I uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's oh, you just know what? I need to throw the fucking chat up. Pretty much it. And then yesterday, I had a, I, I didn't do anything all weekend. Literally, just being a dad all weekend. And then I worked the bar. Saturday, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna let loose. And it was a bad idea because I oh. let loose a little bit too much, and I died yesterday. And oh, it's really. Perfect. I still you have died. Pedialyte. I died. I still have oh. Pedialyte. Did you learn from the last time? Like, not even Clearly. a month ago? No, I did not learn because I pushed it even harder. Jesus, dude. <laughs> yes. And I forgot that Mel, I forgot that Mel was taking her boys back to, uh... Uh-oh. And that, this right here. So, that's been my slice of life. Bobby. Oh. <laughs> um, well, mine, mine is, I am not a dad yet, and I'm sure I will be down the line. No, I will be. But uh, this weekend was a nice, mellow weekend for me and my girlfriend. She came to, I made dinner uh, Friday night, which some of you guys have seen. Uh-oh, what's up with my connection? Am I in the green over there, Johnny? No, you're good. I don't I see, see anybody's yeah. connection bar. I don't see yours or Chad's. I see Gene. Okay, no, it's uh, like something popped up. Anyway. We didn't see anything. So I made dinner Friday night for us. And then Saturday, my girlfriend and I were around. We literally went shopping and just chilled out, had dinner. And then we went out a little bit for, for a, a Saturday night. I had that voice for a second. And then Sunday was, yeah, we literally did nothing. It was shit rain here, so we did nothing. We chilled out. We watched this wonderful movie. And... That was it. It was a nice chill weekend with my girlfriend and my mom and a couple of friends on Saturday night. That was literally it. And I got to watch this wonderful movie. 
which is one of my favorites, but we will get to that in a second. And so <laughs> I'm going to go to the gentleman he, right here he since he is brand new. So, Mr. Yeah. Gene, you're not here. You're a fan. He's I so excited. I love it. He's giddy. I love it. He's, he, his face reminds me of when I was first on this show, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Take it away, homie. How you been, brother? Who, me? Yeah, yeah you. Yeah. Mr. Gene. All right. So, this is like one of the funniest movies. So, I saw this before I saw Evil Dead. Gene, Gene. We're just talking about what you did. We'll get to the movie. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. It's How was your weekend, homie? Oh, dude, I my weekend know. is normal. It's, I pick weeds. I plant. You know, I make plants work. Shit like that. <laughs> like, I, I thought for a second stuff. you were like, I pick up weed, and I'm like, oh. No, 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 no. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, like, super excited about this one. No, you're um, fine, bro. So what I did on my weekend was, basically, I... I try and make the place the perfect place. So I was just picking up weeds and stuff like that for mom. Cause it's, it's too impossible to say clean the house, do, do stuff like that. Word, word, word. Nothing fun. Watch Steelers training. You know, there you go. I'm a Pittsburgh fan. So obviously you're a huge fan of this movie. Did you watch this movie in prep or did you were like, I don't need to. Twice. Twice. There you go. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> double down. Nice, dude. For sure. Hell yeah, man. Just because, like, it's hard to explain the first movie without... And I was talking to Chad about it. It's really hard to explain this first movie without the other four after. So, Chad told me to focus on the first one, so... Yeah, like... like so I gotta say, man, like I've never seen any of them besides only the first one. So I can only judge oh my on that God. aspect. So I've only seen up to four. I haven't seen Ravager. Ravager. I've, so I've seen the the four, obviously. I think almost all of them, but number two are on Tubi for some reason. So I'm assuming well, that must be a licensing thing or something. Yeah, right. two is two's a licensing. Because two isn't two still owned by Universal or something? Correct. You can okay. still get it, but. Yeah, I'm sure it's streamed somewhere else, but it just sucks when they're like they're not all in one. Like they're almost all there, but you know, for real. Well, hell yeah, dude, sounds fun. But my weekend was good, like church, all that stuff, blah blah blah. You know, life awesome. is flowers. There so, you go, so were you were you up there teaching? Because you got that Jesus thing going with the long hair now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just don't want to cut my hair anymore. I feel you, man. I hear that. <laughs> you are expensive. way ahead of me, though. I can just picture Gene walking into the church just wearing a white robe, and everybody's like, holy shit, he's back. No, no. <laughs> That's a you, know, you know, my hair probably would have been about that long had I not cut it right before Steel City Con when I met you boys. Damn. Oh, you went to Steel City. I did. Oh, that was awesome. a good one. That was in 21. I can't believe that was two years ago already. It's crazy. Right? I know, dude. This lineup for August is fucking insane. Yes, it is. And they're like, they're they just said yesterday because of the uh, the Screen Actors Guild strike, they have more people reaching out to them wanting to show up. So there, yeah, still, man. That's how Mo Monster Mania said the same thing. Dude, they were like, they, are, they were supposed to drop another huge name, I think, tomorrow. I, I mean, think they're still is it today or tomorrow? And which what really sucks is the pre-sale discount for the tickets expired yesterday. 
Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, though, in this time of that going on, it's one of the best, like, mm-hmm. side gigs that they can make money off of, for sure. Yes. So. As, long, as long as they're not promoting any new shit coming they up. They can't talk about it, promote nope. it, even fuck. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's what interesting. Is your, it. What is your base fandom on that? Like, when I go to a con, if I go to a con, do you walk up to the guy that's selling pictures for 20 bucks, or do you... You go talk to the person that you want to talk to. This is this is why I love and hate cons. Because I feel like some of them are drug into it. Um, yeah, well, there's probably some people that have never really done the con circuit, so they might be a little, like, green. They don't know how to really like, deal with it. And then you could tell the other people who literally, like, that's their stick right now. You know what I mean? So they know how mm-hmm. to ride it. They know how to, especially if it's a place they've come to multiple times. Yeah, like it's a repeat right. business. Like you know, you, you know how to set, you know how the setup's gonna be, you know what to expect. But I've seen it both ways. Me yeah. personally, I'm not one to go for the actors. I go for the fucking vendors, man. I want to see all the cool artwork and the cool T-shirts and all that other shit. And every once in a while, yeah. I might catch a fucking like actor if like, like Keith David's coming to Monster Mania, so I'm like, ooh, Keith David. Right, he, like Keith David's one. <laughs> I'm gonna have sex with that man. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Saints Row 4 <laughs> reference, if anybody gets that. Uh, Everyone gets it. I hope. <laughs> Fuck it, hey, man. But. Um, all right. So I'll fucking get this shindig on. I didn't do shit this weekend. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it short and fucking sweet. I, it, I was hot as fuck, so I basked in my pool, and it was awesome. And I thought of all my friends and family that are at the huge car show just sweating their asses off. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nope. I'm all, that, sl- all that asphalt. Oh, oh my God, dude. Like, And it's a playing. great car show, dude. It's Syracuse Nationals. but What kind of car show? Classic or? Everything. Okay. And it's even it's even to like the crazy, like almost like event status where they had fucking like, they had celebrities there this year. I was like, what? Like Mick Foley was there. I was like, at a car show? Yeah, nice. It's that a big is- fucking car show, dude. It's the state fair style car show, so it's That's it's awesome. it's fucking rid- it's a four day event. It's ridiculous. Um, best car you saw? Oh, I didn't go. Like I said, I was floating in my pool all day oh, because okay. <laughs> it was hot as fuck, and I was just thinking of my family and friends who were there sweating their ass. <laughs> Where I was just like, nope, I am just chilling on my fucking float, mm-hmm. doing my thing. <laughs> Uh, what the fuck? Oh, and then I worked some overtime just because, uh, you know, thank you some money for Monster Mania. It's only three fucking weeks away. Yeah, I, I have Jack Slater all ready for it, man. Nice, dude. I'm not doing anything new. I'm just bringing what I got. Um, and then, yeah. And I watched this fucking movie. Oh, no. You know what? I did get to finally try the new Mario Kart tracks. They're fucking awesome. Dude, they're so much fun. Yeah. So that made me very happy. Was those you? I was gonna say Mario Kart makes me laugh. Oh, that's dude! The one game that you can beat your kids in <laughs> when you have the red shell. You're just like, oh, you're you're. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, there's. I beat my kid in anything, though. Dude. Like even in fighters, like I don't hold back. Oh, I'm like, no, man, she's not gonna learn. That's the I only did that with way Damien. to learn. She I did that with Damien. I never held back. Hey, I just want to say what Brody Kane just said over here in the chat is exactly what Gene said to me on the phone like an hour ago. 
Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> yes. Or no, no, no. Sorry, he. Sorry, Gene said Reggie was not Angus. From three. Tall days man was three. freaky. Which one? I'm looking at. Freaky. He forgot to add in my review how much of a sexual predator Angus Scrim is in this movie. Oh, dude, it's he's totally a child predator. <laughs> All right. No, we will get to that. Was it that? But no, uh, Mario Kart tracks were super fucking solid. <laughs> There is a few of them from like the Wii, a couple of new ones, and a couple from like Grand Tour, all that bullshit. And then I watched this movie, which I haven't probably watched in nearly at least a decade, I want to say. And uh, we will hop into that right now. So whose pick is this? I think Scoops. this was mine. Yes, Scoops. but if Gene has the notes and he would like to read the plot, you got show notes, Gene. No, I, I want you to go first, and I'll I'll feed off of your notes because he, he does have show notes. Okay, okay. cool. So, released March 28th, 1979, the residents of a small town have begun dying under strange circumstances, leading young Mike to investigate. After discovering that the tall man, the town's mortician, is killing and reanimating the dead as misshapen zombies, Mike seeks help from his older brother, Joey, and local ice cream man, Reggie. I'll get into that. Working together, they try to lure out and kill the tall man, all the while, all while avoiding his minions and a deadly silver sphere. I want to call a timeout. I want to call a timeout real quick just because you have no idea how hard it is to find a relatively accurate description of the plot line of this movie because it's not as simple as that. Yeah, it's not. And it's, 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 it's really not because there's so much more that could have been added to that that mm-hmm. needs to be added to that to give the proper description of this film. Exactly. This film is not just one of those straightforward horror flicks that you watch there's a lot of shit going on mm-hmm. and even more shit going on towards the end that you're like what mm-hmm. right like hello left field i was gonna say like this is one that i think defines like uh, the multiverse in marvel this brings all like horror sus- suspense like everything all together all at once you get it in that first scene Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it is unreal. This is why I love this movie, and I love Coscarelli's direction of this film. Yeah. But so, it's weird directed by... He... <laughs> Go ahead. You're I'm, just you're good. I'm just laughing at Brody's plot rundown. Oh, I know. He's... <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, I'm going to throw that up there, because that's pretty... Brody true. says, a tall man creates midget zombies and rapes men in all... <laughs> Okay, uh, continue on. All right, directed by Don Coscarelli, the Beastmaster, which I love. Bubba Hotep, mm-hmm. another movie I love. Written oh. and direct written by Don Coscarelli, Survival Quest, John Dies at the End. Produced by D.A. Coscarelli, Kenny and Company, John Dies at the End. Bobby, hit us with those names. Starring Angus Scrim. Chopping Man, subspecies, as the Tall Man. A. Michael Baldwin, Vice Girls, Flay, as Mike Pearson. Bill Thornberry, Secrets of Midland Heights, The Lost Empire, as Jody Pearson. The good old Reggie, Sp- Reggie Bannister, who represents this franchise to so many from beginning to end, From beginning to end, too. Literally. Mm-hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Annihilation, Bubba Hotep, as Reggie. <laughs> Kathy Lester, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. That's a good one. Phantasm, Ravager, as the Lady in Lavender. Bill Cohn as Tommy. Mary 
Ellen Shaw as the fortune teller. Teller. <laughs> Terry Calvus as the fortune teller's granddaughter. Lynn Eastman, Knight of the Demon, Project X as Sal. Total okay, body count? We don't okay, have I, one. I do. I left it blank because it's a little ambiguous because officially it says five. But if you count the whole movie as the dream sequence that's presented as, you only get one, and that's Mike off screen. Chad, you're going too deep into that. There's to me, there's only like one kill in that movie. Well, we'll Wait, get we get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike or Jody? Which one, Jody? Chad, because Chad said Mike. Oh, sorry, Jody. Jody, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I always get the brothers confused. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, because Jody sounds like a younger kid name. And Mike yeah, uh, yeah. The older brother. Older brother. I get yeah. it, dude. Yeah. So, so oh, Chad, take it away. Okay, so music by Fred Myro, Soylent Green. It's made out of people. Hour of the Assassin. Cinematography by Don Coscarelli. Uh, Jim, the world's greatest, and Kenny and Company. Edited by Don Coscarelli. This guy did everything in this movie. Survival Quest. John dies at the end. Uh, Effects and makeup by Paul Pepperman. Distributed by Avco Embassy Pictures. Runtime of 89 minutes. Rated R. Budget was only $300,000. And it grossed... Okay, so I've read this in different different numbers and different uh, websites about how much it grossed. Uh, Wikipedia says it grossed $22 million. And Box Office Mojo, which is a more accurate tallying of uh, actual gross, gave it $11.9 million. But either way, this is a pretty big hit. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big, big time. Hit. And that's yes. 1979 money. Yeah. You said 300000 Budget was three hundred grand. yep. Damn. Well, <laughs> they spent most of it on that car. Yeah, they did. No, no they... <laughs> so here's like a funny fact, and maybe Chad has it. They borrowed that car. Yes, they did. Dude, they borrowed everything. The, yeah, even, it was camp, all... He, he, they filmed this on weekends, and Coscarelli would rent the camera equipment on a Friday night and because he would only get charged for one day, and he would have it for the entire weekend. Yeah. Which, I don't know about you guys, but that's how I used to rent videos. Yeah. So, Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Again, this it. is my jam. Like, everything in that is super low budget, and... So I was talking to Chad earlier about this, and I was like, "Which one came out first? So Chad said, "This is this is seventy nine, seventy seven was what Chad Halloween, okay, and uh, Friday the Thirteenth was eighty. So put those all together: low budget horror at its finest, but slasher film versus like modern day like." That sci-fi, that in-between. Yeah, again, that's what this is. This is like kind of very, it's very in-between because it's not a slasher. It's not not really a thriller. Like it's, it's It's like, it's suspenseful, supernatural sci-fi kind of. But is it really supernatural? Because once you get to the (sighs) end, you're like, okay, well then it really doesn't meet the supernatural aspect anymore because you find out that whatever dimension or planet or wherever they're going to, they're compressing the bodies and creating this miniature version of whatever the being is. But is it, and like I said, without watching the other ones, it's hard to get into the specifics of everything that's going on. Well, I, I think to a small degree, there's a little bit of supernatural things, not the whole thing, 
because I, yeah, I think it's, that it's supernatural, like the reanimating of the corpses, would kind of bend into the supernatural. Yeah. A little. I also think the tall man, even though again we learn later, I still think he has supernatural elements. Mm -hmm. But as we know, he's he's not. But what makes it very supernatural, I think, towards the end, is well, if that was all a dream, so the tall man's real at the end. So that's that. I think that's where the supernatural is probably like, oh, it is, but is it really? Or did he exist this whole time? And you know, so as we learn later, he did. But you know what I mean? It's I don't know that. Uh, Richard said here he can shape shit. So it's, yeah. it, I think mm -hmm. it's got the supernatural elements. Not only can shape shit, man. He is lumber as he is limber as fuck, dude. Somehow he's <laughs> fucking dudes with his legs bending back <laughs> ninety degrees this way, but his torso's up fucking this way in a complete night. Like what the fuck is that, bro? He's an acrobat. <laughs> I guess so. I can talk. I about never this had movie. that ever. ever. Oh. I can talk about this movie for like and on beyond. Uh, okay, so this I don't I don't think this is anybody's first time watching it, is it? No. no. Can anyone? Okay, me and Jim were talking about this. I can distinctly remember the first time I saw this, and uh, like I told him, this was probably a couple months after my twelfth birthday, and I remember because it was in transition part because I was living with my dad when I turned twelve, and then we were in the middle of moving and finding another place. And this is when we were staying um, with my mother's boyfriend at the time. And I just, just, just like a Friday night, my mom came home. She's like, here, we rented you this scary movie. She's like, I don't know what it is, but it looked good. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It stuck with me ever since. Like, I can distinctly remember the first time I saw it. You know, being 12, you know, and the movie opens up. And one of the first things you see is this nice pair of titties. So that definitely sticks with you being 12 years old. This was this was another one that, uh, that I, I have just great memories watching because of my dad. First mm -hmm. time I ever watched it was with my dad, you know, and I had to, I was young. I was, had no business watching this fucking movie, but this was one of those ones where, hey, your mom's not here. You want to watch a scary movie? And I said, yep, let's do it. And I was hooked and we saw, we watched part two and, and just kept going. And it was, it, and like I said, there's movies that we watch where I don't care how horrible anybody thinks the movie is. If it hits a soft spot for me, it's got that soft spot. And this is definitely one of those flicks that not everybody appreciates, which is fine. But it hits me in that nostalgia of just sitting there on the couch with my dad watching an old school horror movie on the VCR that we rented from Hollywood Video. I think it's... That's awesome. That's gnarly. Honestly, I don't remember. Because <laughs> I never really cared for this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Jeez. It was kind of boring to me, honestly, and I thought it was kind of like weirdly edited, like where it, I know it wasn't trying to make sense, but because like I just was like, eh, I don't know, man. Maybe Which just is because of, maybe just because it was like me with the times. I like things about it. I will definitely give kudos to where like you know things should go. Tall man's cool. Phantasm Worm's great because literally they just turned that into a weapon in Turok 2, which was my favorite fucking weapon there. <laughs> but Cerebral Boar, I think it was called. And yeah, dude, Cerebral Boar was literally and, just and a fucking orb. And, and you would, I remember the throw first it one. And, and it would track onto their head and it would go from behind, dude, and just fucking chew through their head. And it was the coolest fucking weapon ever. Literally, no weapon has ever touched that in a first-person shooter since, in my personal opinion. No, because everyone, like, you could hear it 
the cerebral dude it was so gross sounding and you just see like blood just (laughs) like all out of these dinosaur heads on the four player would just run away (laughs) yeah because they did have multiplayer in that dude i was always the asshole who was like i'm gonna be the velociraptor (laughs) (laughs) fuck guns dude i don't need speed um (laughs) that's a good quote dude I love that. So, like, I mean, like, there was, like I said, there was cool things about this movie. Unfortunately, the first time I saw it, I did not see titties because I saw this on, like, USA or something. Like, that was... Growing up as a kid, I didn't get to see a lot of unedited shit. So, I kind of... It's on freebie, dude. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, for first time seeing it, man. Like, when I... Okay. This is growing up in the 90s. So, unless, like, Sci-Fi Channel or USA or, like, TBS was fucking throwing that shit on. Or by, like, I, by the by the way, I'm gonna have to break your hearts once again. No, don't no no don't say it yet. There's a stunt don't say it yet. Stunt it's a body double. Damn it. It's a body double. Oh, I figured it's that much. Dude, I figured oh, you telling me those aren't tall man titties? What? <laughs> Damn it, dude. It, wasn't, it was not the actors. <laughs> They're stunt titties. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you know, well, I, I feel I, remember, I feel explain it, Chad, because I brought it up to you like I was like, that was one of my first, because that's the intro to the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're stunt tits. Fucking right I do, Joe. You're, sometimes you just got to shit on some shit. <laughs> Chad has to read this one, because it's fucking hilarious. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, uh, are, you, well are you talking about the, the first the one? I actually... Wait, wait. What are you ta- which, one, which part are you talking about? Who, me? Yeah. The stunt titties. They are the fucking best part of that movie. That is yes, the Brody. most hilarious. The girl was gorgeous, but she wouldn't expose her breasts. Yeah. So they got another girl in there to and show then, her tits. And then the and then she um then the guy playing Tommy wasn't comfortable showing his ass. <laughs> and they weren't comfortable doing this scene together. So if I'm not mistaken, isn't the scene is the scene Mike and Reggie? Like when you see their legs, Mike and Reggie. Uh, no, no, it's that's two of the guys. It's two guys. I know that. <laughs> Might be. I'll, I'll check my notes. I didn't. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's beyond bizarre. All right. Well, real quick question for you guys: Do you guys remember anything called uh, Boogeyman, the killer compilation? I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where I first saw a clip of this movie because when I was a kid. I couldn't have these, but I had that DVD. Mm-hmm. So the first scene I ever saw of this movie was when Mike's in the um, funeral hall and he's walking around and that guy gets nailed with the spear. And then um, friggin' he, he gets attacked by it and then the, and then the tall man chases him. That was the reason why I bought this movie was from that killer compilation. Nice. And then I first saw it and I'm like, Oh, I enjoyed the hell out of this, and it was just so much more dark than what that scene was. I enjoyed every minute of it, and I still and you know, do today. This movie, it it still has this creep factor for me because the one thing that freaks me out, like even though I do paranormal investigations, all that stuff, I've been in 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 damn uh, abandoned funeral homes, I've gone to cemeteries. Death freaks me out, and it's because of this movie that it freaks me out. Funeral homes that look old like this, cemeteries that look old like the cemetery in here, freak me the fuck out because I know this is reality. I know this is reality. 
But when I'm out there with my EMF reader, I'm still afraid that I'm going to fucking turn around and the tall man's going to be standing behind me, grabbing by the shoulder and go, lanky ass legs. Yes. But funeral is about to begin. (laughs) It creeped me out. This movie creeped me out so bad, so fucking bad that I remember that when my the very first time that my mom's dad came down, my grandfather, he came down to visit. He brought my aunt, and my uncle, and my uncle was was my age. My aunt was a little bit older; she was like fifteen or sixteen, and I was probably about I don't know eight or nine at the at the time. And we watched this movie again, which I had already seen before, but for some reason it just stuck in my head. And I'm laying on the couch with my aunt, and I I, I shit you not, one of those little brown bastards cloaked motherfuckers was on the couch (laughs) the little jawa was on the couch put his little feet up against my feet and we had like a pushing like competition (laughs) on the couch dude i remember that like i can close my eyes i can feel laying on the damn leather couch like it happened this fucking movie fucked me in the head for a long time and, and the music the music in this music film too, is so, so eerie and did you notice did you notice that the main theme was in in was the bar in the bar yeah i did it was in the song in the bar <laughs> yeah it was like it was like a disco version of it yeah like a disco version of, yeah. of the fucking phantasm theme and, well and they had one they had one song to repeat yeah and it was one song so they just did it and this is what makes me you guys gotta i'll Maybe put a link in the chat, but the DJ Shad- oh sorry DJ Shadow version of it is so sick, and I used to play it all the time yeah. when I went. Like it was on the jukebox. I loved it. It was hilarious. Hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, I feel like the score hit most of the time, except for the one time where the tall man grabbed the dude and was like yanking him out of the house for some reason it went weird like giallo style like over the top didn't make sense didn't fit with the scene at all the funny thing about the music the main theme and this is it's in my notes so i can say it now and i'll skip it later but that was originally only supposed to play at the beginning of the movie and the very end but really because really liked it so much he had it played throughout the entire movie which i think was a good play i mean like i said it's yeah, a creepy theme and it yes, adds absolutely. to that to that just creep factor that the tall man has, because if you think about it, I mean, funeral homes are creepy. That whole, we don't know what goes on in funeral homes, you know? And and as a kid, your mind goes crazy. And and I remember going to funerals when I was a kid thinking the tall man's in the back. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like it, 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 this, this, I don't know, man, there's just, so many things in this flick, and and like, granted, some parts it's slow, some parts make absolutely no fucking sense. Oh yes, well, but Sally I and just, the fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fortune teller. Like, I didn't get that. <laughs> I wanted more of that. Honestly, <laughs> but you know, I took it as if this power can exist with the tall man. Why couldn't this lady have? Bro, she has disappearing boxes and that's taking money and shit. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Knows it's like, free money, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, clearly, if, if, she's not in on it because I know she sacrificed her granddaughter. Yeah, but, but grandma if, can't wheel herself around with that point. No, so. but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm listen, man. If 
like you said, if this interdimensional shit can exist, then why can't this mysticism as well, dude? Like, I'm all for yeah. it. She, she really did sacrifice her daughter, though. Her daughter did get away. That's it's true. Well, yeah. He says he found them and he opened up a window and they ran off like rabbits. All right. No, no, no. So, no that, that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't the um, fortune teller's daughter or granddaughter. That wasn't her. Those are the two people that were in the buggy when they were driving Mike back to the house. Now, yeah, but he said a bunch of girls. I figured it was all. Yeah. Of them. That's what I figured. She died. You heard her scream from <laughs> did we the know? funeral hall. Yes, we did. In so, that, listen, in we that just heard her scream. We don't know that. We don't know what happened to her. I'm assuming she was one of those girls. Okay, so let's go. You know, I'm gonna jump right to the fucking bullshit. When the fuck is this supposed crash, dude? Did we get any alluding to this at all? No, it doesn't. That's tell what you I don't fucking is. like. So well, there's the, no the, alluding to it. There should be something. Well, but here's the thing: the crash. If you look at the gravestone, the crash says. Or the you see Jody's headstone says he died in 1978. Right, so, 1979. Yeah, but is it supposed to be 79 or was it just released in 79? It was just released in 79, basically. Right, so I don't take it as that. I take okay. it as a, this is the year as is, and it supposedly just happened. But usually something along this line, there's something at least minute in the beginning to be alluding that an accident happened. You know okay, what I but mean? Just, just if you think about it like this, like the whole movie is basically um, Mike dreaming, and it's just his way of coping with the trauma of losing his brother. But then, just like the tall man, actually just happens to exist. I don't know. I mean, like, is... I get the dream for like the a thing at the end, especially like that's like a Looney Tunes device plot hole of like we're gonna capture him in a fucking well with a fucking rock. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's wild was, coyote shit. That's right never been a, how how did how did he throw how did he move that giant ass fucking boulder by himself? Because he's dreaming, obviously, at that fucking point. That's why we get the fucking like Rocky Flex up at the top. So Woo! Richard says he he was thinking alternate timeline. The other movies do add to it, so it's stop. hard. You it's have to stop. But you can't. Yeah, bring you can't. The you other can't bring them up. It, yeah. You can't. You can't. But <laughs> it, and and that's what's hard about this film series is. You can't answer, like, I could answer your questions. I'm sure Gene could answer your questions right now. But because we're strictly talking about this one, it's hard to tell you I know. what makes sense or to make it make sense for you because you haven't seen the other ones. And we're not right. talking about like I shouldn't but, have to watch a second one in order for this first one to continually like but, actually so, make sense. So since we're just on the first one, the alternate ending would be the ending that made the more sense. If you really wanted to go with the fact of how this should end, which I'm sure is in uh, Chad's notes, the alternate ending would make the most sense. Yeah. Which was? Well, when, we'll get ahead, when, when, go ahead and bring it up. Go ahead. Well, as far as I know, and if I'm remembering, I haven't watched that ending in a while, but I know it was the tall man confronted Jody and Mike in the funeral hall. And didn't he okay. get shot or was like he shot him or something? It was something mm. he did. to like It was like something like that. It's been a while since I've watched it, so you might have to bring that up in your. What is it, Gene? Do you know what? Do you know what it is? You know what it is. No, it, it. that wasn't the ending. Um, the ending is kind of like so that scene where Jody pulls up the shotgun and Mike's in the background. That was the ending. I, no, that wasn't the original ending. Phantasm. Ah, uh, jeez. The original ending was Mike just gets away with it. Yeah, I don't think all his family is dead. Reggie goes on. Yeah, 
I think the ending we saw is basically the original ending. Is yeah. Wait, what do you mean? I know the Mike original cut was like three it. hours long, and a lot of what they cut out of it ended up in four. Yeah, so you have to you have to watch a couple spools. So of wait, it. is is Jody dead at the end of the original one still, or no? <laughs> we can't talk about that. This is Why? Phantasm One. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. What do we talk? You guys said the original ending. What is it though? Like I feel like you didn't really say it. Well, he just wakes up from a dream. That's that's the the OG ending. So that's what we already got, though. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's it. But so it's not so the I'm tall man coming else. at him at the end. Like what? I'm missing. Okay, what, what it is? Okay, here. here here it is right here. It says, uh, where is it? Uh, the second scene had Mike and Jody run into the tall man in the funeral home. Jody shoots the tall man several times with the shotgun, but it has no effect on him. He then knocks Mike onto the floor and picks up Jody by the neck with one hand. Mike sees a fire extinguisher and remembers when the tall man reacted badly when he passed by Reggie's ice cream truck with its refrigerator open. Mike realizes the tall man can be hurt by the cold, so he takes out the fire extinguisher and blasts the tall man with it as he's about to kill Jody. The tall man withers in pain. Suddenly, he screams and his head explodes, splattering yellow blood all over the walls. That was the original. The, the that's alternate awesome. Ending. That's the alternate yeah, that's ending. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I know it was something with him. But that's the middle part of the movie. Like, I don't think. I don't know if you guys watched the remastered one. That's Whatever one was on part. Tubi, and I'm pretty sure it was because it was produced. My, by Dad mine was by. mine was remastered. The version Same I have thing. in here was remastered. I think that's the only one that's on any streaming. So it's on freebie right now. So like I, I said, that's watch it. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I that like I said, I just don't like how the end. The ending to me feels like a weird write up of like just. I got. I know what you guys say is, I, but homie, you gotta remember, I have not seen the sequel, so you cannot bring that into it. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, it seems kind of like a bullshit pull off of like, oh, this actually, your brother was dead, and this didn't really kind of happen. But who did it? Like last surprise, I don't know. Or did it? <sighs> or is Jody, Mike, are they the same person, younger and older? <laughs> I don't think. I will say I know that's a hard pull, but <laughs> I will say there was one scene in particular I kind of liked, and it was more the aesthetic of the scene, and that was after the ghost hearse got taken out, and then they came back up to inspect it. I'm like, yo, man, I'm pretty sure this is literally this spot is where they got the whole concept of supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not apparently wrong off that because the Dude, wife that, went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> a rabbit. The wife went down a rabbit hole, and apparently, Phantasm Two is where supernatural supernatural actually kind of spawned from and i was Dude, like oh that's kind of cool but if you got a, if you have a badass car this and movie a also on a um a star wars character yeah captain phasma captain phasma oh yeah that too yep. but no i'm just saying that scene you got the hearse knocked over you, and the way it was lighted the way it was lit up with their car coming in with the headlights and you had all the smoke and shit and you just yeah you got one of one of them rocking a leather jacket, carrying a shotgun. And the other <laughs> one with long, frivolous hair and a fucking jean jacket. I'm like, this is fucking Sammy and Dean, bro, from the '70s. What the fuck, man? This is straight up it. And I, I want, I wanted that. I wanted more of that. I was like, yeah, dude. And I like the whole like that they kept locking, loading, man. Like I do respect them. I was like, yo, man, these brothers kept that shit on down, dude. Like, well, dude I absolutely loved the conversation between Mike and Jody when he's telling him, "You don't play the man unless you play him." Point a weapon to the man, let's plan a point trigger. Don't he's plan, cocking, don't point, he's, he's like, don't the trigger, let's plan on killing him. 
fucking right, dude. That is proper gun control right there. It is. And my wife was questioning why he was sleeping on the stairs. I'm like, because it makes the most sense for when he's going to catch him when he wakes up. He's going to have to see him. You know what I mean? Like, step over him. So, dude. Yeah, I... see, Rich is down. It is just unsafety. 100%. No, dude. I'm not going to say this movie was bad. Like, I don't hate it. It just didn't, like, I wasn't, like, overly excited by it or anything. Like, by the end, I was definitely, like, dozing off a little bit. That, that's but that's there's. There's definite things like, yo, man, watching the, as a kid, it never respond on me that like tall man picking up a coffin was fucking anything because when you're a kid, you have really no idea. You don't know how much they weigh. Until you're an adult and you're like, oh, well, fuck me, dude. Yeah. (laughs) That was definitely one of the creepiest scenes for me because it's like, you're picking up a coffin. How? With fucking Seth Rogen from 1979 in it. And, uh. No, he's not Dirty Randy with that sweet stash. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. If it was all a pipe dream, so did anybody die? Like, did the guy in the beginning who was fucking fucked, did he die? Like, Well, here's the question. This is why I love this movie. Like, no doubt. Chad will speak to this to me. I fucking thought this movie was fantastic phantasmagoria whatever phantasmic i i think you know it's it's a budget film to be film acting was like kind of cool you know i think for the the characters play out very well um but the storyline was something that i've never been i don't know exposed to before and so when i saw this movie it is one of my favorites night of living dead style you know what i mean it's like one of the ones that you see once in a lifetime where you're just like holy crap this is cool Mm -hmm. so Uh, i will say i did not take sorry this is a random thought but what you were talking about earlier i didn't take it as him getting affected in a bad way when he walked by reggie's cooler was oh. I supposed to? It seemed like he was more huffing it in, like he liked it. But when when Mike goes into the portal at the end, he's like, "It's very hot down there," and they pull him yeah, out by his back feet. And so, again, without getting into sequels and stuff like that, it's right. very hot down there. So he's used to the hot. <laughs> Brody, not know, wrong, it's, dude. It's, this movie was definitely a trip and a fucking half. Just, just in the fucking um, mausoleum alone, man. That fucking, like, first of all, I don't know who the fuck would want to be buried in that gaudy-ass fucking shit. Have you ever... I know it exists, and it's fucking bougie as fuck, dude. It's, like, that is, I don't know. He's saying bougie like it's cool to be buried in there. Like, I've been into him. I think no, I know, but I'm saying like just I'm the decor, like that weird, names, that weird like, like tiger stripe shit, dude. Like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some of my friends have been in mausoleums just for fun, and you just like laying there with the dead. Like, it's it's a really weird thing to say, but sorry, yeah. one of them is part of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. Whatever, man. People do stupid shit when they grow up. As long as you ain't trying to fuck in a graveyard, man. I might yeah. have some questions on you. On Wait. That one. Hey, 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 one can dream. I have I have parked in a graveyard. 
Yeah. Not Scoobs. in the not not outside the car, but inside the car. You wonder, Scoobs, you wonder why fucking shit follows you home and haunts your ass, dude. You're fucking on people's graves, bro. <laughs> it wasn't like on the grave. I don't give a if shit. If it's dude, on hollow you, ground, it counts. It was you fought, in the mausoleum. No, you're you're mixing up Highlander. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, this is the best movie ever made. Best franchise. I, I like hot, that is a hot take, sir. <laughs> no, <laughs> super hot take. Because like, I would, okay, it's definitely one of the most confusing, even with some of the other things in the this other is, movies, for sure. Oh yeah, once you get to Ravager, you're like, what in the fuck is going on now? I need to go you, back and watch all of these again. So the point being is like, there there is no future, no. Dude, he brought up Ravager. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Alright, so, wait. Brody asks, how come the tall man's right-hand man isn't dead? He's normal when the red blood comes out of the sphere, so why would... Oh, the, fir- the first one in the first kill. Yeah. The yeah. only kill in that movie. I just figured, like... I mean, he yeah, he does seem like... He probably hadn't transformed him yet. He's, he, he still has the power to raise the dead. He just probably hadn't fully embalmed him and everything yet. Yeah, but the, the caretaker, he wasn't entirely fully human because you notice, like, the dark circles on oh. his eyes. And yeah. He was, like, really pasty, so there, yeah. he, he was something not quite entirely. He was like a ghoul almost or something. Something like, there, yeah. yeah. All right. And he, piss, he pisses his pants. He did. Yeah, yeah he, he fucking does, does dude. And you All know I could he... think of was the Cartman thing is, like, shit his pants, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for it. You know what the weird part is? Is the, the ratings board gave them shit for the piss, not for the blood. There's a I, lot of pee, dude. Which is dumb. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pee. I understand dude, that, but you just had a lot of blood come out of the guy's head, and you're worried about the piss on the floor. Nope, can't show piss. Nope. <laughs> you want to know how they got away with it, though? They just Dark scraped. The they, they also scraped it. They took like a knife and to like change it. I, I don't know, man. Ratings boards are fucking dumb, dude. At one point, they didn't want. A fucking married couple to be seen sleeping next to each other. So you know what I mean? Like fuck this that is shit. true. Yeah, this is true. So yeah. this, is, this is why the Fox Network changed well, everything. I, I um, think we have to hear what the the Brody. Has yeah, we yeah, going on. I want to hear what Brody has to say. Brody's take. Do that. Well, how do you fucking do to that, folks? It's your DKB here back for another episode of Gore and More. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Phantasm. Now, it's been a hot goddamn minute since I've seen this film. Uh, I bought the box set the other week from Arrow, and they look A-O-fucking-K on the screen. Absolutely flawless. Um, but tonight, I don't know if it was just the mood I was in. Um, just feeling tired, especially after a big weekend on the piss. Um... I don't know, it just felt very slow for me for the majority of the film, and when the moments that were like, alright, here we go, we're getting some fucking good shit happening, it kind of just went back to being a little bit dull in the moment. And I and I understand it's trying to really set the atmosphere of this type of film, that creepy um, overtone of it, shape with the fucking character development. I mean, yes, we spend a lot of time with these characters um, trying to figure out what is and isn't real, um, but I think this film actually does a really good job setting up the character development, don't get me wrong, but I think it's, it sets it up, like, too much, like, we only really need about 20 minutes of it. So, the overall tone of this film, yes, I really appreciate it, it's like I always say about my favourite horror films, that gothic aesthetic, I mean, if you had a fucking 
drink of a shot every time you'd heard that word come out of my mouth, you'd be fucking alcohol poisoned or dead. Just yeah. saying. But yeah, yeah, like it does really represent it throughout the location, the characters. I mean, you have this uh funeral directed pretty much as far as we know until we deep dive into the story living in a mausoleum, bringing the dead back to life as little people. And, yeah, there's just this supernatural element about it while dealing with science fiction themes and how Don Coscarelli was able to create such an original idea um, with an independent film like this and be so incredibly fucking uh, successful is astonishing. I, I think it's fucking awesome what he was able to achieve with this. And like I said earlier, I think the sequels are so much fucking better, obviously, you know, more money and all that shit. But in saying that, with this film alone, yeah, that all that throughout the cinematography, how he was able to capture uh, the night essence and presence of interior and exterior shots, I thought he did that extremely well, especially watching the Arrow release on, on Blu-ray. I thought, yeah, it really popped on the screen. So to have such an independent film uh, like that after all these years, uh, a 1979 film like this, really be able to capture that aesthetic and look very good today. I think it's fucking awesome. So, yeah, sh shout out to whoever shot this film. I think they did a really, really great job for what they were able to uh, work with. So I've got to give Don a lot of credit of grounding his characters in realism. Uh, just the bond and friendship between uh, the two brothers and Reggie was just awesome to see. The actors portraying him just really hit the nail on the head, their dynamic to beat the good versus evil. Um, and then you have a lot of like, or maybe not a lot, but some actors on the, like on the side that just sort of pop in every now and then, shithouse. And that really took me out of the film. And then Angus Grimm shows up, and then I'm back in Invested again. So it was a little bit of back and forth, but I could still get over that, really embrace myself for what I really wanted to see, and that was Angus Grimm more so because every time he graces the screen with his presence, I can't take my fucking eyes off it. There are some sinister about him. He doesn't really do much. It's all through the facial expressions and the body movement, the posture. Everything that he does is just something a little bit new, different, and intriguing every time I say it. So uh, he makes this role so iconic in the horror uh, community. Even if you haven't seen Phantasm and you know who the tall man is, you know, um, you definitely have to see this film alone, let alone the sequels as well, because they do get better, and his performance does get better. So to see him evolve by the end of the series, it's like, oh, that's so fucking cool. So definitely suss this film if you haven't fucking seen it for this role. So the major elements of this film, how we get the little people, zombified little people, let alone, uh, I thought that was a really cool and fun idea for this type of film, uh, the Silver Spears. That's such an iconic scene. Um, they show up every now and then in horror pop culture. Uh, if you don't know what the silver sphere is, essentially it floats around like a ghost, and then when it targets you, it comes for your head. It has it has metal spikes. They go into your head, and a drill comes out and drills into your brain and spits blood out everywhere. It's so cool. Uh, this outworld red planet. I guess you could say it's Mars. It's just a just the whole dimension panel. If you go through it, it takes you to the world of the tall man, and it doesn't really explain much, but it just leaves that law lingering for uh, sequels to explain that. And I thought that was a clever idea from Don to really throw that in there and not explain too much. Um, I mean, the practical effects, yeah. I mean, the silver spear scene, awesome as fuck. 
And then you have like this one little uh, fly scene that just looks so corny and shit. It just <laughs> it looks so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the music, the, the score to this film is actually pretty fucking iconic. It's definitely up there as one of the more iconic um, horror scores in the horror industry. So, yeah, I thought what they were able to achieve with that, incredible stuff. So, uh, I encourage you to go and watch this film. See what you think of it. It didn't spawn all these uh, sequels Ooh, for no reason. There is a large that. fan base for Phantasm out there, especially such as myself. Oh, I'm a huge fan of 2 and 3. They're some of my favourite horror films of all time. They're just <laughs> so fucking you. brutal and fun. Uh, very creative too. Uh, very creative. So, anywho, I hope to talk about them in the near future. If you haven't seen this film, go out and suss it. This week, I am going to give Phantasm... Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three point two. Oh, all right. Yeah, three point two. It only feels fair. Anyways, DKB swanning it. I hope you gentlemen have a good evening. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. So, cheers. Alrighty. Yeah, baby. Three two from Brody. Okay. To me, it's a five. All right. right. We'll get there. I know. I know. Yeah, I'll be the even one of that one out. <laughs> I think it... Yeah. Fair um, by the way, no, man, just, I think... just real quick, did Brody send either of you guys, any of you guys the same video he sent me today of that big fucking Huntsman spider? Fuck no, yeah, he, he did, dude. Fuck he that, dude. Dude, like that thing Ew. looks... He was talking to me about it, and he was like... He was t- and he said about uh, when he's at work, and he'll be digging, and he'll knock a nest of them out of the tree. And I'm like, I'm not arachnophobic, but that is pure nightmare fuel right there. Right? I like, I, my pants. like, yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah, I could deal with spiders, but I'm not, like, a big fan of them. But the ratings like that, board would not allow I'm my going, video. That's the one time I could scream like right. Steve could, dude. I'd be like, Slash alone! This is, like, my funny part of the video. Sorry. So, alright, I... I like what Brody hit on the topic. I, I'm glad he mentioned that because that was one thing I did want to give kudos to was the lighting of the night scenes was actually pretty solid. And yeah, usually, and that's one thing where man, we've watched a lot of movies and that can make or break a fucking nighttime scene if you can't see shit or if you mm-hmm. can't see details. And this, you could see all the graves. You could, you know what I mean? Like, and it didn't seem like it was too lit like it seemed like it was could have been near a roadway and it was just kind of getting that filtering a little bit or like it was a full moon yes even even that but it was just enough it was still enough to where like everybody was illuminated and you could see what the fuck was going on yeah there was a movie not too long ago that we had to give a bad bad reviews to because you couldn't see shit and i don't remember what what the fuck was that i do i know that i remember we gave project metal beast low ratings because there's not a high quality copy of that out no there is but it wasn't that no, there was one like it was just too dark. You couldn't see a damn thing. I can't. Wasn't it a two thousand tens movie or something? I think it was I mean, a movie. I don't remember. But yeah, lighting can make or break a horror movie. Oh, I absolutely. Know. So like, and like I said, man, I'll give kudos definitely in this movie where it need where I feel like it, for sure, and that's one of them. Like I feel cinematography wise, it's pretty solid, especially with the orb scene, man. Like that's the most takeaway scene in this whole fucking movie, in my personal opinion. Um, this is probably one of those top. You could disagree, but I was saying, like, if you're going to show a top 100 horror scenes, that's probably going to be the scene out of this oh, movie yeah. that they're going to show. Oh, yeah, on, on um, Shudder's top 100 whatever horror movie right. scenes. That's in there. They're not going to show any of the other stuff that actually could, like, 
maybe make this film more solid, but they're going to show the one that sticks with you the most. And every movie has that, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. seven, we were just talking last week. Sleeping Bag Hill. Everybody fucking remembers Sleeping Bag Hill. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just that kind of fucking jam. And that's why they brought it up on Jason X. Exactly. And in the game, too. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. I played the game the other night, dude. Dude, I did too. The day I, I fucking played it that fucking that last Monday night. I'm telling it you, was, man, we all got to get it on Steam just so we can all play together. Just so we can do the chat. five bucks. I'll buy it yeah. again, dude. Yeah, yeah, because then we can get all the sweet mods, dude, on PC. I already downloaded a Michael Myers mod for it. You're Fuck you. I just want my Freddy vs. Nice. Jason, man. Oh, wow. Maybe 09. <laughs> I, want I would like to play I know he's too short. Who? Kane Hodder. Just Kane Hodder as himself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would actually would be a great <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. Oh, man. I'm hey, you know what? We get more Kane Hodder in, like, what, four weeks? Chainsaw uh, drops. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, it'll be at about a month tomorrow. Yeah. Game Pass, baby. Woo! You know, I going back to this this movie. I don't know why I love Reggie's character so much. Yeah, like he's just this oh my God. random Agreed. ice cream dude. But in and no one else was talk about the sequel. But he's such a badass in the sequel. I like heard he tape shotguns together. Bro, he doesn't dude. tape them together. He makes a four-barrel fucking shotgun. He makes a shotgun that a Ash point. would be proud to have. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this is where I come into this conversation. <laughs> because, like, Reggie, to me, is better than Ash. Whoa, whoa. I don't know about all uh, that. No, wait a minute. I don't know about wait that. Wait a minute. The reason being... Ash is the king. Is he? He is. He is. He so he's not even would, self-proclaimed king. He is the king. He is the king. Who, who would win in a war between Ash versus Reggie? They wouldn't. Do they, right? they would both end up getting drunk and then fucking macking on women, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, bro. You know where that fight's they'd gonna both go. Be, they'd both be in the bathroom stalls banging bitches out. That's yes. how that fight would go. Yeah. Like, seeing, on, who could, seeing who could last longer. And Ash would lose. Because Ash is yes, too Ash would lose that. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, yeah, but has, but Ash has the best hand of the game, though. Well, he's got a metal hand. But you know, but but Reggie is—he's such a. So he's the Matthew McConaughey of fucking phantasm, where like he gets older, but he likes him still the same age. You know exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> fair. Very fair assumption. Very fair assumption. But he's—I feel like you know—we don't really get to see him a lot. In this in this movie, because he's he's kind of the side character, but I mean, just the he's just an ice cream man, literally. Like he has an ice cream truck, and he's like the friend, and they're like, "Hey, check this shit out. This shit's happening." He's like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" Like one one hundred percent, Reggie is selling drugs out of that ice cream truck. You oh, know no. he is. Oh, you know he is. Dude, he's definitely he, weed master in there too. Oh, is he macking on little girls though, man? Like, is he going creep style or is he like does nah, he actually have? Nah, okay, nah. I don't know. He's rocking a leather vest over a fucking ice cream dude. Okay, suit. I don't so, know what to make of that, man. <laughs> I didn't know Mel, or I didn't. I I knew Mel had to work today, but I was gonna get my leather vest and my white shirt and my bow tie, and I was gonna wear it for the podcast. <laughs> But I didn't want Charlie to spit up on it if I had to pick her up. So That's fair. Like, Never ice mind. Ice cream man coming. So the best part is they stuff his that corpse the in the truck. Ice cream. 
And yeah, his whole concern is, it's not going to leak all over my ice cream, is it? <laughs> Which That's a pretty good concern if that's yeah. the bread and butter. You know, I'd be yeah, man, that's contamination, bro. Like yeah, I don't want that embalming yeah. fluid all over my fucking shit. My, you don't, so like, Why not, man? I heard it, I heard it gives you a good stiffy. Yeah. <laughs> I was very questioning on... Okay, so when they... When the thing was tipped over and they go to check it, right? Like, the Jawa is gone. Correct, because we see Correct. the handprint. Yes. Why the fuck is the lock still on there? He's got to take the lock off, which would have been completely fucking ripped off. Like, did the Jawa like? I'm just gonna keep calling it because that's what it is too. Though. Well, did it totally literally like reset it up so it was like, oh, nobody will know I fucking left. <laughs> Could you imagine that scene like, though? He's like climbing you know what up, I mean? like, he's climbing up and hanging on the door, and then just hanging the lock back up. And then right, just... like, what the fuck? Like, why was it set like that? <laughs> I just There's... love the way you put that, John. That was fucking well. And there was, was there was another scene. There was another scene where I noticed there was a mess up. It's when uh, Mike is in the castle and the, the oh yeah the henchman. The henchman is coming, yeah, walking towards the casket. The tall man walks in. Uh, Mike Mike has the lighter on the casket, keeping it open, right? So when he opens which the I lid, like that. the lighter is right there. But yeah. in the next when, scene, which is really, it's, it's just literally the next scene. There's no movement. The lighter's gone. I got yeah. that too. And yeah. it's already yeah, in his hand. And I'm like, no, I caught that. And it's the first time I ever noticed it was today Same. watching it. But Same. I did like that he did utilize that, like just yeah. crack. I was like, mm, lighter, nice. <laughs> Fucking right, man. Dude, this is the best movie I've. I don't know. And the it's car, my, the car was legit. Like they, they actually. Um, so I was watching on. Because I always watch the bonus features when I have the, the you know, the, the DVD or the Blu-ray. I always go to the bonus features and see what they have. That way I can, you know, add on to Chad Daddy's stuff if he doesn't have, you know, a lot. Right. Um, so there was a car show called Graveyard Cars, I believe. Oh, yeah. Where they, re- where they rebuilt and they the rebuilt, car. And they rebuilt yeah. the, the Hemikuda. Okay. And like, that was an entire season of that show that they did yeah, too. Yeah. So, but this was this was the last episode where they had it complete, and uh, Don and um, what's his name, uh, oh, A. Michael gosh. Baldwin, A. Michael Baldwin show up. Yeah. Uh, and um, they Michael? they show them the car, and they're like, "Well, it's nice, but our car didn't have a fin. Our car had a sunroof." And they're like, "Well, how how did your car have the sunroof?" Like, well, we actually put an aftermarket car roof sunroof into the car they did borrow the original car they cut the sunroof out and put an uh, an aftermarket sunroof into that car because it did not come stock in that vehicle yeah the owner wasn't pissed though so which is a good thing they didn't ask him they just did it there's a whole documentary about the hemicuda behind phantasm movies yeah there's several different ones yeah i was gonna say i think they used a couple different ones the main Hemikuda is the one we all know, but I knew, I think for a couple of scenes there was a, like a, two different ones, or it might have been more. The for first, a couple different it's scenes. it's not even a Hemikuda in this movie. It is. It's Kuda sixty nine. Not a Hemikuda. What is it's it? Not like a it's, Hemi Hemi. It's not it? a Hemi. It, it was as close as he could get to it, though. Yeah. Well, I just call it that because that's what it is. That's what ever, that's what yeah. everybody calls. It. That's what <laughs> everybody calls it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we have to have Chad spread some cheeks over there and give us yeah, a little... Yeah, let's spread them, we let's got spread them dead cheeks. cheeks. Okay, so I already mentioned he rented the equipment on a Friday so he could get it for the entire weekend. Uh, the genesis of the story came to Coscarelli in a dream. One night in his late teens, he dreamed of fleeing down endlessly long marble corridors pursued by a chromosphere intent on penetrating his skull 
with a wicked needle. There was also a quite futuristic sphere dispenser out of which the orbs would emerge and begin chase. That's a very vivid dream to have. And and that's also funny how he kind of worked the movie into being a dream, too. Right? Is it? It's not a dream. (laughs) Something was a fucking dream, dude. There was some (laughs) shit going on here. Okay, so continuing on, the spheres were designed by Crash. Spheres were designed by Craftsman Willard Green, who charged the production a little over $1,100 for his services. Sadly, he died just after production completed at the end of 77. Not, never saw his work on the big screen. Aww. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Hey, well, but he created sh- a legendary fucking prophet. He did. I'm sure he's looking down from wherever he is going. I you know what? Realize that thing was going to be. Or up. You Honestly, know. I don't know. I'm trying to be Come nice. on, Bobby. Or Honestly, <laughs> like, we don't know that. He could have been an evil <laughs> bastard. Honestly, I God, mean, man, did... like, at Monster Mania, and I know Bob's probably seen him a bunch of times, but He's... Monster Mania, he was also at uh, New Jersey Horror Con last year, but there's this big bald dude. Yes. And he has the fucking sphere prop, but he comes in with a different mutilated style each fucking day. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's, like, it's moving, or it'll have, like, his eye popped out, or, like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm and like, and every time, and I'm like, that's the best fucking cosplay, because then you're just your fucking self. And he just do some fucking shit right here, like, oh, dude. And he's got like the blood spurt coming really out of the hole. Yep. Maybe it's real. That would that would be my dream is to walk in as like I wish I was seven foot tall and walk well, in. Angus Angus was only six four. I I understand. He's bigger. There's even him. speculation he was actually a little shorter than that. Someone said. I mean, but, yeah. Is it all camera know, tricks like Kane? Like we all know. Yeah, how yeah. Well, they up, yeah they make them they make him look a well. Lot I mean, actually, yeah, the, the, scene, the scene where he puts his hand on uh, Jody's shoulder, like he yeah. was standing on a milk crate because they're about the same height. Oh, they're doing the Tom Cruise treatment. They were doing no the Michael shit. Keaton Batman treatment. Also, oh, Robert Downey Jr. But, Iron oh, Man. True that, right? But, like all these short kings, dude. Just fucking. but also, well, he was. I think he's about six two actually. But if you look at his shoes. Uh, you literally see he's it looks like he's got fucking lifts on the front and the back you see the hole in between bob how is this not a cosplay you haven't done yet <laughs> you could there totally you go, rock i'm not that like, skinny dude you don't first of all his top half is not that skinny his legs are chicken fucking little thin sure but his top half when he's standing in that hallway like yeah man He's top. Oh, I would heavy. love to see Bobby in a fucking wig, bro. Right? Like I want to see Bob in that white. Oh, dear God. I saw Bob in a white wig last year when he was um. Who the you were, Doctor? Uh... Oh, Doctor. Uh, Doctor Caligari. Uh, Caligari. Caligari. Yeah. Caligari. yeah. So he was. It was crazy. Almost like it, it wasn't as long as it needed to be, but. Bro, that okay. would be awesome. So, you as Angus Graham. Just let's continue on. Uh, so. <laughs> The stone-looking interior of the mausoleum was actually constructed of plywood and marble-colored plastic contact paper. So the mausoleum mm-hmm. wasn't a real mausoleum. No, oh, it's, wow. a, it, it's a set studio. Like, But I don't know if you guys have ever been into a mausoleum. They're creepy as shit. Yeah, it actually brought that forth. It's definitely some trippy shit. But I feel like that's also yes. with like time. Like, Obviously, seventies era stuff versus now, so that's just decor. I hope Chad has. Pants. Thank you, Rich, for uh, catching stuff. You think what? I hope Chad has pants and clothing in this movie because that's like my biggest beatdown. 
Seventies ah. clothing and the furniture and the decor. <laughs> I would love to just be in like peak prime, like clean, brand new seventies era stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be fun as fuck. Tell you one, there was a lot Some of, of bell. There was a lot of bell bottoms, corduroy. <laughs> I like bell bottoms, dude. I liked when they came back and women were. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe it's because it was our two thousands era bell bottoms, which were like them fucking hip hugger bitches. Like that's a whole different topic. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Chad Daddy, throw it back to you. What is going on in the what chat? What is going on in the chat? Oh my fucking god. Oh Did I blow you guys up? I'm uh, sorry. No, I told no, no. I told no. some friends to come over. No, Rich, nah man, Rich is here all the time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What is, is, is he getting is he gonna get laid? What the hell is I going don't know. Good for him. I hope so. That's all I'm gonna say. I hope everybody gets laid that's in this chat right now. <laughs> Thank you, tall man. Fucking hey, bro. <sighs> I'm married, so it doesn't happen as much as I'd like. Continuing oh, on. God. That's a bummer. Get us back to horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, right, continue on. What do we got? What do we got? Don Coscarelli's mother, novelist Kate, Kate Coscarelli, held several titles in the production and even used two aliases, S. Tyler and Shirley May, for production design and makeup costume design, respectively. She also wrote a novel adaptation based on the film. It was published in 2002, and only 500 copies were produced. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Damn. Joe, you know why Grandma's got plastic on them couches? Because oh, Grandpa no. knew how to make her squirt. <laughs> That's oh, so you didn't have to say it, Bob. We just yeah, know. Me. We know. No, I have to say it because I got to be that guy. Don't care. <laughs> I can. I can probably say my grandparents oh, never had God, plastic please. on their couches. Oh God! Well, my grandparents did, but I definitely had some great aunt and uncles that did, dude. My aunt Betty definitely did. Uh, Brody just sent me the funniest thing. I hope he sent it to you guys too. Oh God! Uh, Playing with snow packs. There, there, there it is. There it is. Called it. it. I was waiting for that. You know what? If we had a score more drinking game, that would be on it. <laughs> oh God! We no, I have been waiting based. all episode for you to mention Bill Paxton. You did. He threw it up in the private chat. Stop chapter. it! Like I can't talk about Bill Paxton. Like apparently we can't either. We get talk. We get in trouble so about it. <laughs> I don't remember if you were in the chat on that episode. Gene, but we got called out for stealing this guy's video of Bill Paxton's grave. I mean, we did. I'm not going to just say we did it. We, I totally read this on YouTube, but but I, I it wasn't anything like that. we're not like trying to like get from like monetization. From yeah, we're not monetized or anything. Like, and this guy was no. just on our case, is on our case. And you give, give credit, you stole, you stole. I'm like, okay, it's yours. What do you want us to do? Fucking hey. Anyways. Anyways, but yeah, we cleared that up. Yes, blah, blah, blah. yes continue uh, on. Bill Paxton so, for life. Oh, hell yeah. Don, Don Coscarelli got the idea of the tall man's living severed finger while drinking from a styrofoam cup. He punched his finger through the bottom and started moving it. He loved the visual effect of it and decided to include it in the story. Mm. Fuck it, Brody. <laughs> you guys got that? Got that? Yeah. Oh, he tickled the bottom. Oh, my God. Gene, I'll have to show it to you. Brody sent a picture of Bobby's face superimposed on the tall man, and it's fucking epic. Dude, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep going, keep going. We're listening. Yeah. The, flying yes, ball keep going. the flying ball scenes were simple special effects. The spear was thrown from behind the camera by a baseball flying pitcher, ball. and then the shot was printed in reverse. The ball attaching itself to the caretaker's head was filmed by sticking it in his head, pulling it off, and printing the shot in reverse. Correct. And this is nice. like a simple practical flip. Like 
If you watch Damn, that, it made it too big. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to ruin your movie, man. No, 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 no. But they actually yank it back. Same thing with John Carpenter. Um, everything oh, is yeah. backwards. It's a great movie feed. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So the first movie, you actually see it. You can see the string on the line. Yeah. But the remastered, they cut it out. It's actually really cool. I think okay. I did that one. It's a good effect. Yes. Uh, the film's original running time is more than three hours, but writer director DeCosarelli decided the uh, it was too far, far too long for it to hold people's attention and made numerous cuts to the film. Some of the unused footage was located in the late 90s and became the framework for Phantasm for Oblivion. Oblivion. The rest of the footage is believed to be lost. No shit. Damn. Okay. I, yeah. I agree with that because they, they put a bunch of stuff in Oblivion from mm-hmm. the first movie. And if you watch it, and again, sorry, we're talking about the first one. If you watch all five of them in a row, they're so cool. Um, but four was really cool. Um, is that direct to DVD? Yeah, three yeah. and four both were. Three and four were. And five. Two, two was like the biggest theatrical one, and it was a studio film, and they actually and it was, used... It, there was a different actor for yeah, Mike. For, there was, okay. And was there... I feel like there's another main character that they replaced. Reggie? No, no Reggie, was still, Reggie was still the same. What Reggie? other main characters would there be? No, That's the, it. it was just girl. Mike. Mike's the only one that was recast. No, okay. the girl. What girl? Oh God! Because honestly, like yeah. the girls besides the grandma's daughter, no, granddaughter, the, or whatever, it's the black girl. Yeah, but she wasn't in the first one. I was just saying. No, she was in part two. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but then she doesn't. Well, there's no. She's she not a, car- she's not a carryover main character. That's no, 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 saying, no. Like, she's not carryover. All right. Okay. Continue. The coffin that Mike sees the tall man lift by himself and shove into the hearse was made out of balsa wood, empty, and had a rope on the side facing away from the character from the camera to make it easier to handle. The rope, the rope nice. can be seen briefly as the tall man lifts up the coffin. Hey, man, it still worked for what it needed to do. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. said, um, Angus Scrim uh-huh. said that it wasn't heavy; it was just really cumbersome because of the uh, the size of it. Ah. Nowadays, you'd make I that all out that. of like foam and shit like that. It yeah, was, it was fucking intricate. Balsa, it would probably balsa wood, light as fuck. Yeah, fucking a, bro. Awesome. What else we got, Chad? Uh, the i the idea was to create the, to create the film came about when Reggie Bannister approached Costarelli with the idea to adapt Ray Bradbury's novel Something Wicked This Way Comes, which was to star Michael Baldwin and Dan McCann from his other movie Kenny and Company. However. The two learned that very week that Bradbury had sold the novel's rights to Disney, and so Coscarelli sought an idea for a similar type of project. So Disney didn't own that. We never would have gotten Phantasm. Damn. That's no, we would have gotten crazy some, fucking so thought. Huh? Now Disney owns all, <laughs> almost all. Of course. Jesus Christ. All right. Okay, Anything well, else? Muddy double Laura Mann was used in the opening scene in the cemetery. The Lady in Lavender, Kathy Lester, did not wish to be filmed topless. There are several references to Frank Herbert's Dune, including a bar named Dune, and a scene where Mike is forced to insert his hand into a black box to inflict pain as part of the test. I always like that. It's always a fun uh, horror horror room trope. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that is one of my favorite scenes because he puts his hope into nothing that's there. Mm. 
question. That, yeah, that was kind of a go nowhere scene. Yeah, it was. It was kind of well. I mean, kind, did, you kind of had to up. pay off later on, you know, because basically it was teaching him to face his fear. You have to say there's two scenes at the time. There's but. that scene and also the whole elongated like song on the porch scene, which Dude. seems like you don't fucking need. And I'm going to even agree with that. However, you get the whole tuning fork thing, which makes sense at the end. So it is a oh, point. Yeah. That is Reggie Bannister has like three albums. Yeah, that was actually. Yeah. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, dude, it just that took is... me completely out of the fucking movie. I'm like, what are we doing here, dude? Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't. It that didn't was... hit for me and the wife for me for sure. I can say that. I I think that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Really? I don't. <laughs> I, think, I think it could have been completely cut, and you just didn't even need it. You could have just had them tuning with a tuning fork and be like, hey. <laughs> You know, I know we didn't need that whole two million song. You know, I like that scene, and let, let me tell you why I like that scene because it shows it, it's just like bros. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we really don't get to see how close, the, you know, because they talk about how it was the three of them. You know, the the one that died at Tommy. the beginning, right? Tommy and them three. You know, so we really don't get to see the bond between everybody, but. When he's on the porch playing the guitar and then Reggie shows up and they just start jamming together, man. That's like the ultimate bro thing right there, you know, yeah. and, and they're just working off each other. So you get to see how actually like for me, it's a scene that just shows that these dudes are like best friends. They they brothers. don't. Yeah, they're brothers, essentially, even though, you know, Mike's his real brother. But this is somebody that he grew up with all his life, just like, yeah. you know, Tommy. And, was. and that's that's something I kind of connected to, too. And I'm sure Gene would uh, remember back in the days of like uh, our friends, Kevin and like Sean Hogan and guys like that, just getting together and jamming. Oh, we used to jam all the time. Yeah. At a church. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was always the dude that felt like very annoyed when somebody busted out a guitar. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> somebody always busted out acoustic. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm out. It wasn't about like that. It was the jam session was just more about like, let's make some music. I, I know, I, but I still feel like it's just two to three minutes of like, if you're into it, that's cool. But if you're not, man. That shit drags for like it feels ten fucking minutes. So, so in other so in other words, you're you're John Belushi. From I was Animal just gonna House. say that you asshole. I was literally <laughs> gonna say that. I am John <laughs> Belushi from Animal. You haven't figured this out by now? What the fuck, bro? Come on. Yo, I could see you walking down the stairs in a toga. Just. <laughs> but here's yeah. the funny part, John I Belushi. John Belushi in Saturday Night Live brought fear on. With Duder from Halloween, and they got banned. All of them got banned. So think about that. I don't know who that is, unfortunately. So Donald Pleasant. Oh, you said Duder, so I did that. Yeah, I always say Duder because that's oh. what I do. So Donald Pleasant. He's pleasing brought, to me. See, I don't know. And John Belushi was like, "Fear is the best band in the whole world." So he brought him on. They played two sets. You could watch oh, it on I, YouTube. Yes, I do remember hearing about this. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It's Donald uh, Pleasant. And I just so read about this not that long ago, too. Hmm. Interesting. No, you you have to understand how cool music is. <laughs> so okay, that's not, why that scene is 
prominent to me. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying like, but there's also like taste and styles too, man. So you can't just expect everybody to be. Like, yeah, true. I mean, that. and and but and like you know, I guess as a former musician myself, like that's why I just I like right. That so scene. I could understand why you would yeah. appreciate it more. For yeah, sure. yeah. And like, I've had those. I played moments trumpet. Where... I didn't play guitar. You know yeah. what I mean, dude? Like yeah. I read fucking music and shit. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I don't yeah. know. And I've had those moments where we're just, it. you know, sitting around and we just would pick up and just start jamming. You know what I mean? And not jam to like hey, in a party playing, or nothing, but like if we're just hanging out, one, you know, you're playing you just, one. You chord. just bang out a few chords. No, he's fucking right. Bobby at it. I'm so confused. Where the hell are we right, right now? So let's, let's, let's get the notes. Here. Here. That's, yes, let's get the notes. We're, we're, the title, the title was changed to "The Never Dead" for Australian audiences. So it's not confuse it with popular Aussie sex comedy Phantasm, spelled with an F, which was also known as Phantasma. Alrighty then. That's Brody. awesome. Yes. Have you God seen that? Awesome. I'm going to this... type that. I got to look that up now. <laughs> you guys will... So you guys will love this. The song Ace of Spades by Motorhead was released the year after this film and is reported to have had its origin in the film at a New York screening of the movie. Lemmy was heard to have muttered that Mike's head looked like the ace of spades and then spent much of the rest of the film writing out the lyrics in a notepad holy shit well so, all right that's fucking dope. <laughs> dude that can't be real i don't know this is just what i found you know it's just Lonnie's a crazy fucker like, it's but it's it's one of those rumors that's so crazy that you're like okay you know i think that could be a real thing that's a conspiracy theory that nobody's going to be like yeah. questioning you on how weird it is. Be like, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Lemmy's dead. Lemmy's God. Lemmy's God. God's don't die. Yeah. Exactly. True question. Continue. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I, we're kind of running on time, so I'm going to try and crunch this up a little bit. Um, Hell yeah, buddy. Give us what you got. So a sequence that Don Coscarelli had to cut came when Mike is meeting all manners of horror in the woods. Coscarelli referred to them as challenges. After coming across the lady in Lavender again, Mike turns quickly, originally came face-to-face with the web, where the bug from earlier in the film is resting. The effect didn't look very good, so it was cut completely. Hmm. Agree. Agree with the cut. I hate the last scene. The fly scene. Me. You're sweet. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you. that's That's how I see the movie. The effect of the mansion disappearing in a bright, colorful light was done by Joe Westheimer, who did many of the effects on the original Star Trek series. The effect on the mansion is the same one used for the transporter sequences on the series. Oh, nice. Nice. So minus, one... minus, of course, the sound effect, but yeah. Right. right. So it's one giant transporter. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I guess I know you're cutting it short, but is there anything else on any other deleted scenes or just that one, Chad? Uh, I got something else. Hold on. Um... The, when the tall man reappears at Mike and Jody's house, the original idea was to have him still missing the fingers Mike had severed earlier in the film. A long, phony arm was created for Angus to wear, but it stuck out over a foot beyond his actual arm. The idea was dropped, and the tall man's ability to regenerate missing limbs was devised. Okay. Really? Yes. That's cool. You're good, Scoops. I got you. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the, the, the meat and potatoes here. We already mentioned about the, the urine. Coming down his leg. Um, that was a lot of pee. Yes, it was. <laughs> Dude, the piss in the pants scene is undeniably the one that people most miss. 
That whole scene dude, was great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chad's thinking hard. What do we got, Chad Daddy? <laughs> okay, in 98, MGM re-released Phantasm on VHS to buy. The movie had a newly remastered Dolby soundtrack. Also after the movie, the video featured four minutes of scenes cut from the movie. The wow. cut footage has, it was two scenes. So the first scene involved Mike entering a room with two coffins. One is open and a body is inside. The other is closed. But Mike hears sounds from inside it and thinks it's Reggie. As he tries to open the coffin, Reggie enters the room. When Mike sees him and realizes that something unpleasant Realize that something unpleasant is in there. Together, the two close the coffin. Mike then tells Reggie they need to find Jody. And then the second scene is what we already talked about with the. Uh, yeah, the man. fire extinguisher. Yeah. All right. Nice. I mean, I have some other stuff, but it's really stuff we've vaguely touched on, or it's really not. It's like, All right, it's like Michael Baldwin playing pranks at the end when they had the huge fan blowing. Um, he would throw rocks into it, so the rocks would hit everybody. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Wow. wow. Okay. That's kind of fucked. I mean, he was a kid. Okay, so that's, that's, that's true. But... Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, Daddy. Okay. Yes, thank you very much. All righty, boys. What format did we watch this on? Oh. For streaming service. Anchor Antasm. Anchor Bay. I was going to go physical, but I wanted to watch the remastered, so I watched it on uh, Peacock. Phantasm five, five film collection that I bought at Walmart last Halloween, and it has the remastered version of the first film. I'm gonna have to get that because this is not. The so remastered. if we if we end up doing any of the others, I have. Dude, I am all, so. I watch it via my magical box. <laughs> That's nice. fair. All right, you can just say digital. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um then, uh, so nice. obviously remastered for sure. And I watched it on Tubi, which was also the remastered, which I didn't know even existed, and I was like, why the fuck is bad robots label on here? What the fuck, JJ <laughs> Abrams? Get out of here. <laughs> Alright, uh douche of the film. Douche of the film. There's not really any hardcore douchebags in this film, honestly. I mean, the only one I would say, if you consider, is the tall man to a degree. Yeah, caretaker. but he's caretaker. Ooh, think... You know what? The caretaker was a little douchier. I feel. Yeah, he was. I think Mike is the douchebag in the film. I mean, he was creeping on his brother and definitely watching him mac on some chick in the graveyard. It was a little yeah. skeezeball. I think yeah. he's the douche of the film, not because he's not the hero at the end of the story, but Mike. He definitely was creeping on his brother quite hard. Yeah. Yeah, he he was yeah. I mean, he definitely would get peeping Tom. You know, and it was sure. definitely I mean, he his stalking skills were borderline <laughs> Michael Myers level. Yeah. Right? I could have like, been a whole, you know. Oh man, dude, Michael Myers versus the tall man, bro, you were like Bro, like fucking, you know, uh, uh Jody pulls up to the bar, you know, hauling ass pulls up to the bar and then all of a sudden Yeah, he's right, he's right walking. There. Like that's Michael Myers yeah, level he's shit right there, speed. bro. And also <laughs> I, I get it that he's following his brother around because they lost their parents, but didn't they say the accident was like two years prior to this? So, yeah, but it really it fucked him up in the head. We, yeah, but how old is he? We haven't created. Right? Um, you didn't even see the. If you watch the remaster, there's all of a sudden there is a. I don't know a housekeeper that comes out like. Oh yeah, the, the housekeeper room. comes yeah, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, what was that? Dude, yeah, I love Reggie. Where was she I, the whole I time? Wrote her name. Hold on, I wrote her name down. <laughs> I actually like 
wrote that as a note. I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch just popping out of nowhere? <laughs> just uh, a housekeeper. Oh, Myrtle. Yeah. Who Myrtle. the fuck is Myrtle, bro? Like, what the fuck? Very random. <laughs> you know what? You. you know what? You're right. I am giving it to Mike. You know why? Because he's a dirtbag kid for fucking riding his dirt bike in the goddamn cemetery. Show some fucking respect, dude. Yeah. He's 13. He's riding over graves. So, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I totally wrote down a bunch of the fucking notes on this. Dude, <laughs> the biggest one was warble, warble, warble. How the fuck have we not said that this whole, like, oh my I God. love that that was, like, there was just warbling everything. And even if you had, I hope you guys had captions on, and if you didn't, that's mm-hmm. what it was. It was just warbling in distance. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, whenever the little fucking the little yeah, the little, oh, oh, yeah, dude, warble, yeah. warble, warble, warble. Oh man, fucking a, dude. Someone yeah. needs to make it. Somebody needs to make a fan edit of this film and just insert Jawa sounds over top of the the little dwarves. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's another thing to talk about. How did his photo do some crazy fucking Hogwarts shit? Where all of a sudden it came alive and was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna." You and first of all, this came up before Hogwarts, so Hogwarts copied this. Hard. I don't give a shit where yes. you want to call it. That was that was some Harry Potter fucking shit, and we only got it once, and we didn't even get an explanation for it because it was just a fucking photo. Like what? <laughs> but oh man, I totally forgot to bring that up. All right, so favorite kill? Do we even have to say? It's yeah. the ball. It's, just, it's the, the ball. ball. The ball. Yeah, ball for sure. Fact. Balls would, that the the would that be a Iranian night goggles or a Trojan oh, helmet? No. no? <laughs> Consult the See, Urban I've Dictionary. I've done the Iranian night goggles. Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> right down the nose? <laughs> yeah, buddy, yeah. But the best part about that kill is the piss the pants. Like, oh, bro, the whole fucking, the, the whole the killer whole setup. Up. Just awesome. Lucy, gross, wet. Voice. Well, when you see yeah. someone get shot on film or whatever, that blood will pour out. Oh, Brody brings up a question here in his thing. Yeah, How did the low barracuda not squash the fucking kid when it fell off the blocks? I mean, it, 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 what, it, it did have it did have a bit of a lift to it, but why is it in one scene, like right when it falls, like he looks like he's trapped under it, and then the next scene he just like scrambles out from under. Oh, like, dude, no problem. He hits, yeah, he hits Jody with a fucking hammer. <laughs> nah. That's a scene that we don't need to talk about. Because that was some funky <laughs> edit. <laughs> I did write down something about that scene because I just thought it was so fucking hilarious. Yes, was just the way he was standing with his feet both together like that? It's like, no, what? the funny part was when he said about the... When Mike said about the dwarves were jumping on the car making noises. And yeah, they were warbling, bro. And- <laughs> warble, warble, warble. <laughs> then Jody says, you sure it wasn't that retard Timmy from up the street? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Dude when they said that, that, I was word, like, oh my god, like, that is I so to bring up that out of place. Like, yeah. with today's standards, you could not get away with that. <laughs> no. But I, I laughed, I laughed my ass off so hard. Oh, I forgot about that line. So did I. I wrote that down so I'd bring that. So that uh, kill is the ultimate teabag in life. Pretty much, dude. Alright, so best scene. Best scene. What? Jody versus the tall man. Jody. So there's that crooked scene where Jody and Mike are in the mausoleum. That's my scene. I want to go with just like that slow motion stalking walk of the tall man down the street. And then, he, and then he stops and right there where Reggie's ice cream truck is and turns and looks at Mike and then the 
you see the whole cold and him looking like he's having an orgasm. I'm gonna say right? that he did, he did, and then he's like, <laughs> "That's why I thought he was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I thought he was enjoying it. I didn't think it was hurting him because he was like, mm. yeah. yeah, he, he uh, was turning into Superman. He was turning into Superman, dude. He, he did his fucking little head flick back. He was basking in the moment, like, oh. I quit. Um, I quit. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> now, I'm gonna go for you guys who. We're here last week, dude. After the fact, the four boys hung out and we had to watch this fucking video where it showed them that. <laughs> and Scoobs fucking hated me from that, that set. Was on, so dude. Like, I ruined it for him completely. So we're going to have a segment on the show now called John Ruins Everything. Oh, <laughs> man, dude. I could try it. <laughs> There's some shit I could, that grinds my gears that I could fucking just shit. I'm going to say the best scene for me, and it's only because it's the scene that stuck with me as a kid and it still creeps me out. It's um, where... Uh, Mike wakes up in bed, and the tall man's standing over him with his Ooh. hands on the bedpost, oh, and then he, those zombies jump on top of him. That that scene's always stuck in my head, and when I think of this movie, that is probably one of the first scenes that pops in my head when I think of this movie. Uh, my favorite scene is well, literally after the ball kill is when the tall man and Mike actually encounter each other for the first time. They just walk up to each other. Because in that scene, it's very tense, and it's just like, well, we see what he can do technically. He can pick up a coffin at that point, and it's like, so right. what the fuck can he do to this little kid? He's going to eat this child, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what the fuck? And when they're running, he's going after him. That's pretty fucking scary. So that's my favorite. All right. That's a good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on that real quick, because that is <clears throat> a great scene, because they step side by side at the same time. So they mirror each other yeah. in the whole scene. Yeah. I love that scene, but I don't know. Right. That, that's a great pickup. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, probably, honestly, the um, the ghost hurt. Well, not I guess it was the Jawa driving the hearse there. <laughs> but uh, that whole scene, I thought it was cool. Like, I liked him shooting up the fucking roof and shit. Like, yeah, like I said. <laughs> That for some reason the way that was lit and everything just I was like wow man this is supernatural in the seventies like so <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to go with that one 100%. so supernatural in the seventies would be uh, John and Mary then yeah no 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 I'm saying like <laughs> if we had supernatural but just everything like it took like it was made in the seventies you know what I mean like that's what I feel I don't know I would watch that I heard that new Winchester show where it's supposed to be the prequel it kind of sucks so it, it I don't watch it anyway so it doesn't matter did it really yeah I'm gonna say it sucked alright um okay worst moment or seed hmm the lackluster gonna... ending of him dying in the mine shaft that was a little bit of a snooze fest I was starting to like doze during that I might have to go with that dude that was very Looney Tunes <laughs> didn't really fit the rest of the fucking movie. I, I mean, I we say it's not the ending, but I still feel the ending of him, or the scene of him that got deleted exploding by the fire extinguisher. That I sounds fantastic, that, dude. It's on the DVD. It actually fits more because if he doesn't like the cold, it fits. Right. All right. Gentlemen, what else we got? Where's, what who we got for worst? I'm going to say... <laughs> when... So the worst mo movie of the scene is like they're all gun fanatics. So there's like a rack of guns up there, and Jody gives him the pump action, or he takes it. Yep. And Mike takes the forty-five. I'm like, 
come on, dude. There's <laughs> a 13-year-old kid with a 45 in his back. <laughs> it was the 70s. Everybody was packing. <laughs> right? Like, they, they, I feel like they took turns. Like, at one point, they, like, he had the pistol and he had the shotgun. The other one, they switched. That's true. I, I'm going to go for worst scene was the whole scene with the fortune teller. Yeah. I was I'm leaning. Because the acting in that scene with the, the granddaughter was horrible. That's fair. I was still most intrigued by it because I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, she, all these candles she sounded, and shit. She sounded like she was reading off a cue card. She was. 100%. I was leaning towards that, but I'm going to go with the reveal at the end where we find out that none of it happened oh Ooh. all right i like I, that i know gene okay. i'm just saying for purposes of this film of this one film only it does seem kind of it it, it it feels if you've never seen any of the other ones like john uh for somebody who's never seen it before that's it just it's kind of like a cop-out feel it did now, feel like season of lost you're right yeah, so I I know I know what occurs. I know what's to come. I'm gonna throw on part three when we're done because I did watch part two after I watched this one. So I'm just gonna have a, continue Damn. watching them for the rest of the night. There you go. Um, As do I. Yeah. But for me, if this would have been my first time watching it, that right there, I would have been like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on! Like, we just saw all this cool shit, and then this is how you're gonna end it? Like, damn it! You know what I mean? Right. So. That that for me right there, even oh, though yeah, it's really it was not... edging at its best. And the thing about it, it yeah. took ten yeah. years, ten years for a sequel to get made. So yeah, yeah and sorry we can't talk about two because two yes. brings it back to the horse, which is fine because yeah. that's what sequels should do, and obviously sequels should make things. And you know, and two is I two is one of those films that I think this the sequel's better than the first one. I agree. Well, but probably I do, bigger I, budget. I do. I agree. Casting aside, I agree. Yeah, yes, I, 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 I wish agree. they would have kept. I, w- I wish they would have kept uh, a Michael Baldwin, you know, <laughs> as as Mike in that one. But I'm glad we do get him back eventually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, two. I agree with everything you just said, there, Steve. One hundred percent. All right. <laughs> Nuts. Okay. So, opening scene. How you, you in? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Fucking in a cemetery. Dude, yeah, I'm not even saying, like, I feel like we didn't even really get much of an opening scene, man. This movie just started out fucking right out. Like, that's, damn, that's, that's the best fucking. part about it. Like, it's black. Right? It's black. That's what and all said. of a sudden, the Phantasm logo shows up. That is, and it's creepy music, and I think it's one of the best opening scenes ever. That's what I wrote down. Title card to tits in a cemetery. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's literally the intro. I'm not going to say I wasn't intrigued. I was trying to figure out how she was bending her legs like that. Like, oh, it's the tall man. How's he bending his legs like that? He's a chicken. <laughs> right, dude? Fucking rah. Opening Second scene, 80. like 100% for me. All right. So most attractive character. Stunt titties. The lavender lady. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I like the girl that they were with when um, Mike was sent to their little, like, shop. That's what was Sarah. Her name. Wait, the the girl Sally, that was driving yeah. the car? The that one or the one who was got, in the passenger got, seat? Either one. No. So there's a random girl that shows up, which is the aunt, apparently. But there's Sally and the aunt when they get blown up. That or I would say Myrtle. for When they the go to the shop. Random ass moment. Myrtle. Myrtle the housemaid. 
Oh, I'm gonna go lavender. Yeah, I'm going lavender, lady. I give it to the stunt titties. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Chad because lavender was just—I don't know, man. She had a weird. She had almost a manly face. Yeah, like she had massive features to her face. Just, just like Seinfeld, she had man hair. And the makeup wasn't really doing it for me. It's the seventies. <laughs> I, dude, yeah, but she looked every- like fucking Mimi Bobek, bro. Like it was just like, Bobby, nah, dude. Bobby, every time Man Hands is on, like it'll be on, like I swear, like once every mm. other week. I miss her, I have to watch it, and every time when she's fucking tearing apart that lobster, I lose it. Yes. <laughs> See, so to me, I, it's I more when like, she's rubbing the face. Well, that's dude. the that's face, when yeah. I, when she's touching his face, lobster gets me. Uh, that, or uh, even when he's trying to find the picture, and, and her the hand comes <laughs> over and grabs him. I never noticed it until recently. You can hear his wrist snapping. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, dude. And that All was right. Seinfeld sidebar. Yep, Seinfeld sidebar. All right, so... What do you say? like five miles of bad road. Fucking right, bro. I'm not disagreeing Good with thing you I got all-terrain tires oh, on my oh. vehicle. Brody, Brody, thank you. You just reminded me. Um, If you go onto the official Phantasm website, under the official fan club, mm-hmm. you can buy the original theatrical poster for Phantasm 2 just by itself is twenty five bucks, and to get it signed by Don Coscarelli, it's only forty total. What? That's cheap yeah. as fuck. Right? No, I'm gonna have to get one. Wow, that's yeah, pretty. I'm gonna have to grab that's one pretty too. sweet. All right. So I feel like this is kind of an easy, uh, easy one because we've already talked about it about a multitude of times. But did the score set the mood? Yes. yes. Very yeah. creepy. Very creepy. I creepy. Dig it. But did you? Did you? Did you notice how I said it's very similar? Not exactly, but it's very similar to Tina's theme in Friday Thirteenth. A little bit. It, it's oh, it's yeah. very it's not super close, but it, there's a lot of similarities. Dude, there's hilarious about that. My brother in law was texting me right at the beginning of this fucking episode because he's apparently watching Part Seven right now. Nice. So he hasn't watched the Fridays in fucking like a decade. So he just borrowed all mine and. He's he just came to the thing. He's like, dude. He's like, I just crushed five through seven this week. He's like, today. He's like, I don't know if these should be watched back to back. I'm like, well, technically, you should watch one per year. But I'm like, you could do it our method, at least one per month, and it's not so bad. Because <laughs> he goes, he's like, I don't know if I even watched the seventh one. He goes, but they got fucking telekinesis in this bitch. I'm like, oh yeah, bro. I'm like, I should just send him the link to last week's episode. Be like, here, we got it all in that. We got yeah, it. Go, talk about it. Man, just man. tell him wait till he gets to eight when Jason literally just fucking teleports. Jason oh, yeah. takes a boat ride. Right. <laughs> um, best song? Well, I guess we went on, on the porch, porch song because it's porch the only song. one I. Think I'm gonna, no, great. I'm gonna say the the almost disco version of the uh, the main theme that plays. In the oh, dude, it's okay. so bad, Chad. No, I love it though. It is bad. <laughs> it's All right. so bad. It's like you ever if you ever heard the disco version of the Star Wars theme. Yes. it's like it's like on that level. It's or so the Dick bad. Cheese or Dick Cheese ding, version ding, of it, which ding, I also ding, uh, I fucking love Richard Cheese. Fucking right, dude. Dick <laughs> Cheese is fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. So favorite character? Is just Reggie. tall man across Reggie. the board. Oh, Reggie. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Reggie. I'm going tall Reggie's man. Really? I do love tall man, but Reggie, I don't know, man. He just it's Reggie and Tall Man. It's the two of them. I'm going to. Yeah, Once again, I haven't seen sequels, so Reggie didn't really come off as like that suave debonair dude that I know he turns he, into in the old one or the newer. I don't one. know if I would yeah. say he's suave, but he's trying. Suave in the Ash style of suave, dude, like Trailer Park suave. No, no, no. See, Ash, Ash <laughs> could pull the suave. Reggie, it's a borderline. 
Yeah, but he's still like gets putty fifty percent of the time, doesn't he? Yeah, but dude, pull, dude, your friend pulls up in an ice cream truck, and, a convertible ice cream truck, mind you. Yeah, and stuffs a dwarf like a dead dwarf who is Tommy. <laughs> no questions asked. Place. Let's go. Well, that's yeah. just a good friend. Reggie's like <laughs> I mean, a noble. <laughs> I mean, if a friend calls you up and be like, yo, man, can you help me bury something? You're like, yeah, you need a shovel? <laughs> like, that's all you need to add. Uh, unless they're asking for money, then you're like, really? Well, what's... <laughs> no, yeah. it's me. Uh, no. It's me. Hit you? Hit yeah. you? <laughs> all right. So, was it scary? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I. Yeah. definitely. Still is. I say no. Because um, you don't know where the tall man is, yes. You never will know where the tall man is. Ever was. All right. Does it hold up today? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, the use of the of the R word aside. <laughs> yeah, that's with the times. I feel like there was worse words in. Uh, shit! What the hell did you just mention earlier today? Uh, Monster Squad. <laughs> oh yeah, Monster Squad. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. I like. <laughs> That but that was ac- that was accurate for kids of that time, though. We don't talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. I guess no I played, played a game called Smear the Q. The hard. I don't, don't want to say the word. No, you don't. We don't need to get booted. All right. So let's see. Da, 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 da. All right. Acting. Yeah, it was all right. Mid. Some it was of it was It was what it needed to be. Yeah. Everybody did what they needed, except for the granddaughter. She was terrible. She was a <laughs> f. Everybody else was like a C. Honestly, the grandma had the best role ever. Just sit there. She could have been asleep the whole time, and nobody would have fucking she, known. Dude. And then she laughed. At, she laughed after he left because she got his money anyway. And didn't do right? a goddamn thing. She's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the money just the money disappears. Fucking a. <laughs> she's got to buy all. She's got them candles cost money, man. And when you're oh, lighting wheelchairs oh, yeah. at a time, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Did we enjoy the cinematography? Yeah, it was actually really yeah, well done. Yeah, we, we talked about how great the lighting oh, yeah. was. Lighting was yeah. solid. Uh, Most natural lighting. Well, the light in the black is like all those scenes, if you watch them, everywhere they're washing them away, it's light in the black. Complete <laughs> black. Brody. No, Jesus, sorry. Brody. <laughs> all right. So, so out of my ass, morbid. Dude. Did we like the premise? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes. You know what? The premise is cool because it's it's weird. It's fucking it's original, it's wonky. It's out of this world. Literally. I'm not gonna lie though, when I was a kid I thought it was Mars. I it's thought it was Mars too. I, I think I never realized it was dimensional until like obviously older. Uh, I think it was just because it was like the whole red thing, and for some reason, like every kid was obsessed with Mars. I blame Total Recall on that, honestly. I but, agree with that. Even though this came out well before Total Recall. Get your ass to Mars. Right. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Was the climax satisfying? Okay, and I'm just going to say, if just judging by this movie and none of the sequels, no. No. Nope. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yes, no. And I agree as well. And this is why the franchise went forward. Yes. (laughs) That's fair. All right, so recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot? Rewind. I don't want to reboot because they're not going to make it. Well, they it's couldn't. You can't reboot it because Angus is gone. The only thing you could do is remake it, and that never works out right. No. Because who are you going to replace the tall man with? You need to find someone who is 
You would it would have to be somebody that you don't know. You know what I mean? They yeah. would want a well known actor, but it's like, no man, you need a no name for that but shit. You would need someone who can literally have like him a straight face, but can be very menacing just looking at you. Not yeah, in a well, you know, Tony Robbins. Did you say thing? not in a did way? You, did you the talk Undertaker. about how he got this role? What? No. Chad, you didn't talk about in, in how okay, so uh, oh, Don Don and story. Angus Don and Angus had worked previously on a film before mm-hmm. this. And um the reason that Don hired Angus for this role was because Angus looked at a kid on set of the previous movie that they fucking worked on and made the kid cry just by looking at him and raising an eyebrow. I mean, he definitely does have that, like, Mother Trumare stare, dude. And Angus, ag- and Angus agreed to do this movie because when he was told he'd be playing an alien, he thought, like, an illegal alien, basically. Yeah. Oh, ah, wow. That's what a way his, different his, fucking his, uh, his, story his that would be. response is great. What country am I from? Fuck <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> yes, Corey. He said illegal. He thought alien. He said illegal alien signed up. <laughs> I uh, love how the origin of that line. <laughs> Dude, that's a great movie clip. <laughs> Fuck it in. All right, so... I'm not going to recycle this, dude, because I know, like, what this movie accomplished, especially for, like, the one dude doing by itself. So I'm going to, like, it, I'd probably watch it again, but it's not going to be for a while. I would say fair. that. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to rewind, mm-hmm. and with the correct casting, I would say reboot. Oh. Or remake. Remake. But it has to be done. It has to be so But it has to be done right. correctly. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on that. If the, as long honestly, as twenty four doesn't touch it, I'd be like, all right, cool. Because I will say, yeah. or Blumhouse. I don't want Blumhouse. Or Blum, yeah, no Blumhouse either. I will say that this? if this was if this was ever to be rebooted or remade, if Tall Man is not one hundred percent not what we all definitely want to see, which is what we have seen here, but or at least close to it, not worth watching. I can't. It can't be something different like that. Because could just you imagine hard. if you close your eyes and you picture clean shaven Undertaker, the wrestler, the Undertaker, with the hair mm. white? I think mm. he, Mark could definitely that's, that's pull it what off. I'm thinking. Oh, oh God, he actually, because he really doesn't have to talk. No, you just got to stand there and look menacing. You have to say "boy" every but, like once in a while. But but now boy. wait, here, now here here's my here's my issue with Undertaker. Then. Angus, <laughs> you can act. A- a- no, 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 it's not the acting. The problem oh. is, is with with his facial expressions. Undertaker's going to look mean the whole time. Tall man doesn't look mean the whole time. He looks me- menacing, creepy? but he also he creepy. It's got to be creepy. It can't be. It's normal. Like I don't know. He time. he kind of looked angry all the time too. No, he but, he had the normal mouth. This is the he also part. had a. But when he would smile, well, all right. Now I'm talking. Wait a minute. What if we go whatever. like when he would what smile? Go, it was creepy. What if we go different style, tall man? What if we go more slender, tall style man? Fuck off, dude. No way. No, 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 no. no. I'm <laughs> listen. I'm not talking character wise. I'm talking Actor body. Wise? Yeah, like think of like if Doug Jones himself. Played the tall man. Ooh. Right. Like, you got, like, I'm thinking, like, tall, lanky things that just make you feel very uncomfortable. Like, how, that how, would be a tall man. How tall is Doug Jones? I'll look it up. He's, uh, uh, he's, 
about six three, six four. Because when I met him, I was tall. Maybe he's just super he's fucking six four. Six four. Okay, so I think that could. Oh work. wow, I think he that could work. Definitely work. Now that I'm looking at him, it could work. Not that but they he, would ever remake this, but right. I feel like Angus Grimm. He's because he's got that such big chin. Like he feels a little bit beefier. But I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'd be angry if they remade this movie. I, I would. It's like the Crow remake. It's in the works. Right. Well, nothing's in the works right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in our nerd news. But yes. there's no way you can remake this movie. You know, it's I gotta crazy. watch that. I've seen. Sorry, I saw Brody's thing here. Doug Jones worked with that. I gotta. I've heard so many things about John dies at the end, or at least heard about it, but I've never watched it. Guess how the movie ends. You have heard. I wonder. It's a great film. Remember All right, did everybody time. pick? I think yeah, so. I think we're time to rate yes. this bitch. All right, let's rate. Brody starts off with a 3.2. Chad, Daddy, what we got? We'll give it a solid four. All right. Bob? Uh, I'm all, I'm actually going to give it a 4.1. One. Bean? 4.8 for me. It's one of my favorites. Scubas? 4.5. 4.5. Now I'm giving it a 2.7. Right. right. That's fair. Hey, man. Like I said, if I if this movie didn't have sequels that, like, pulled it together, it would be just a one-off, like, meh. Yeah. Me. But. Which is understandable. Completely understandable. Yeah, I don't know. Just didn't do my bag. But that's all right. So we got divided by six this week. That is a 3.9-er. All right. Or yeah, that's, that's 1979's Phantasm. What did Brody say? 3.8? So it is a 3.88. He was pretty damn fucking close. He was. He was right there. All righty. Chad Daddy, what are we doing next week, homie? Uh, I'm sorry. Phantasm was a Bobby pick. Sorry. Scoobs has a pick next week. Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. I know nothing of the movie. That is on Hulu last, I think I checked, right? I forgot I picked that movie. Oh, Brody said 3.2. Oh, 3.2. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Uh, Scout's Guide is on Amazon, Google, Apple, all for rent. Yes. I didn't realize that this came was out in thing. 2015. I yeah, I thought it was. I thought this was uh, Steve's pick. You know, this is one that I, I always wanted to watch. Too. And I've never seen this movie next week, so I'm excited. You said it's on Hulu? Uh, it was. It's not anymore. It's on Amazon, Google. It's going to be for rent. Redbox. Oh, okay. It's I everywhere, though. Okay, so I got it. But you know what? We have a. Young Patrick Schwarzenegger in this movie, so <laughs> I'm not right. like my father, but I can do it. That's right. He's got the chin. He's got the face. Um, job. All right, we are at an hour fifty-eight, homies. Is there anything nerdy? I don't personally have anything this week. The only thing nerdy do. is nothing because the Screen Actors Guild went on strike now, so everything completely stopped production. Yeah, there's, there's, there's your nerd news. And that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> It's, it sucks because we just got the sweet pictures of Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume from Dead Bro, Well, we got the, all the Mortal Kombat that one, news. That one's coming. Chad, that one's coming. So well, yeah, coming, but, the, but the production they, stopped. They, they had to stop no, working they on didn't it. stop it. They like, did. Yes, they did. Everything they stopped. They have to. Everything, everything, everything is all stopped. The only, thing, the only thing that is still in production right now is that Jesus TV show that's on... Um, that's the only thing that that uh, SAG really? gave permission. Yeah, it's the only thing that they gave permission to continue working on was that Jesus show called uh, 
the chosen oh, one or some shit like that. Yeah, that is the only thing allowed to continue making and episodes I, and continue filming. And from what I heard, the Alien uh, TV series that they're making for Hulu is going to go on regardless. I believe they said that if the strike is still going on, they'll just go with non-union actors. Which what? is the filming? If it's filming outside of the of, of the United States, they can do that. Yeah. Yeah, but then how's? Oh, I'm telling union you, union actors. Fuck. I was like, God damn it, Mortal Kombat's outside. That's in fucking New Zealand. Yeah, but they're union actors. Yeah, I know. And also, they did drop that they got a director for the live action Gargoyles movie that is coming out. Oh God, Gargoyles! Which <laughs> I'm stoked for, and I hope they don't fuck it up because that's literally my favorite Disney cartoon. Live action, bro. I don't know. That's gonna I'd almost rather that. have animated, dude. Well, I mean, of course, the gargoyles will be, you know, computer animated. No, I know, but like, there's you just can't... some things I feel that it just in the art form of animation, it's just so much better, and it will only be like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it has to go crazy art style or anything, but I still oh, think this should have came out in the '90s, like when the Ninja Turtles did, and come out that style of film with that kind of like. Oh, that would have been suits like and short shit. lines, Batman. That would have been dope. Like, yeah. Mm. Man, I don't know. I never got into gargoyles. So I have nothing. Oh, Chad, well, you're a loser. I liked well, it, <laughs> but I don't remember tons of it, dude. I was, uh, I remember more of like Darkwing Duck and shit like that. Hell yeah, oh, Darkwing is like crucial. Darkwing Duck. All right. Let's get um. So yeah, Sag go. No movie shit's happening right now. Yeah, so we ain't got no nerd news for you. But games are still going on, man. And games are coming out of plenty. So oh, I yeah. did check out. I talk this. I did check out this new game. Um, it's called Exo Primal. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it is a squad based five player v five player game where you fight just fucking hordes of dinosaurs, and it's awesome. Oh, so shit. it's. Um, each exosuit, there's like three different classes. So there's like assault, heavy, and fucking support. So there's your medics, there's your aerial, there's your fucking melee motherfuckers. I'm not, I'm um, not a fan of games where you fight hordes of things. Like I have that Aliens Fire Team Elite game, and it okay. sucks. So yes, that game does suck ass. And I tried it, and I was like, man, I love aliens, but it's so this repetitive is just got and boring. It's it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, man, it's like when you love spaghetti, but then somebody just took a dump on it. You're like, well, fuck it. Hey, yes. Like, now I can't eat this. Like, God damn it. But this game, there's a PvE and a PvP, right? So, like, the PvP, you're fighting against this other team. And it's kind of cool because, like, if you're losing, the computer pretty much shits on you. It's like, wow, you are really far behind the other squad. And it's like, <laughs> fuck off, dude. It's like, I'm trying my best. So you get to the end of it, and then you actually have to fight the other team in, like, multiplayer battle, dude. It's kind of fucking cool. And you can, like, change the armor and setups on the fly and shit like that. So if you're like, yo, fuck this, this shit ain't working for me, you can drop that out and drop right into a new one. But I know you homies don't have the Xbox. It's on Game Pass. But I feel like it came out on everything. I'm not entirely oh, sure, though. Not sure. I steal my games. No. That's fair. <laughs> oh. Another thing to mention, uh, Limited Run Games just released over the weekend that they are releasing a uh, compilation of all the old Jurassic Park games. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Have you ever watched people play those games? Or I know Chad and I have played those games. Mm -hmm. Was 
onward. Now, was the Super Nintendo wasn't the Super Nintendo and the Genesis ones completely different? Yes, yes. yeah. Because I had yeah. Super Nintendo, so I never got to enjoy the Genesis. The Genesis one. was more of a side-scrolling action type game than the mm-hmm. Super NES one. Yeah, the Super NES one was weird because it was like top-down, but then it was also first-person. But like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? You have to you have to think about the NES version, which is even worse. I don't think well, I ever yeah. even enjoyed that one. But you know what I did have? I had the Tiger Electronics fucking version. Oh, that my motherfucker God. rode the bus with me for years, dude. <laughs> dude. Check this out. This is like the greatest fucking scheme of all. Those Tiger Electronics. You have to watch the video. I'm... Dude, I'm I going off them, the rant. So basically, it's just screen print. You know what I mean? Maybe you guys know. Maybe yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what you do. You never end again. No. I never I had I had so many of them shits too as a kid, man. It was ridiculous. I never got into them. You might have been I was at that perfect age demographic, dude. So that shit hit me where I was like, yo, man, I had a Jurassic Park one. I had an X-Men one. I had a fucking Mortal Kombat one. I had the X-Men one. Dude. Fucking yeah, man! You'd be beast up in the corner, yeah. dude, and then you'd like turn over in your Wolverine. And you're like slash attack. You're like <laughs> okay. I did have one that was like that. This probably would have predated the Tiger Electronics like that, and I'm sure it's long gone. But it was a fucking real Ghostbusters one. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. So on the, do you remember what ca- like when Tiger Electronics came out with their like VR eye thing? Yeah, it's I always oh, yeah. had that shit, dude. It was weird as fuck. It had a full controller that con- like connected to it. It ran off like six AA batteries. You had to go hide in a fucking closet and be a little fucking gremlin just for it to like work properly. See it right. So your mom, you'd scare your mom half the fucking time. Playing I can't three, like, video ah. games at this point because like I, I don't know. Mortal Kombat like kind of destroyed my life. What? Well. That well, because like you have three button controller, you go play it in the arcade. It was a five button. Yeah, that's why they came up with the six button controller for the Genesis. Correct. Right. And so once again, didn't have Genesis. Button. I had Super Nintendo, which had all the buttons that you needed. So I was like, oh. yeah, but Super Nintendo, the triggers went on top. Yeah, no, but you know that's wherever all the triggers are have been for the last thirty years. So it's worked out. <laughs> so you're a Super Nintendo guy. I've always been a Nintendo dude. What's the Nintendo, best? Well, game? Yeah, best game for what? Super Nintendo? Yeah, good. I don't know, man. There's like a thousand of them. I'll, <laughs> I'll, pre- I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> okay, Batman Returns, dude. Oh, Mario oh. Kart. No. Yeah. No, nah, nah, that's, that's Mario Kart didn't get good until it hit sixty-four. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. Yeah. That. Mario Kart sixty-four. That's when it was better. Goated. Like that that's that's the that's the definitive Mario Kart. Let's I remember running Mario Kart and Donkey Kong Country from the same week in Blockbuster and I barely played Mario Kart because I tried it like twice. I was okay, like, Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country though, it's like, oh my god, Donkey these Kong graphics Country are fantastic. It looks like a real gorilla. Right? <laughs> it was so revolutionary back then. I think it's fun. And Cranky Kong, dude. He's fucking awesome. All right. But all right, yeah. boys, I think yeah. we're gonna wrap this yeah. shit it's up for right. two yeah. hours. Very so, nice being you all. Thank yeah, you, Gene. Thank you. Nice having you, Gene. It was a pleasure. Uh, next week, remember Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse, right? Yes. A cock and lips. All right. Chad Daddy, you want to start yeah. us off? 
I'd be glad to. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, your Chad Daddy saying, see you next week, bitches. This uh, is your killing machine, Bobby Moan, saying, let's go scouting next week, people. Hell yeah. Gene? Gino. Alright, so I'm just I'm just Gene. So just really appreciative of this movie and you guys' love for it. Hey man, thank you for going. Thank you for joining us, man. We're glad to have yeah, you. Yeah, anytime you want to hop in on any movies, you know, be my guest, dude. Right. Scubas. As always, I'm your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, the ghost daddy. Ooh. Lord Scuba Cabra hey. saying Scout's honor. This movie doesn't suck. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm your Fluffmaster Scream, Big Johnny D, saying adios, gorehounds, and remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Angus Scream's dick. <laughs> <laughs>